After all this, you still... I still want that gas, yes. And you had better deliver. Uh, anyways. This is the perfect recording setup. Indeed. <laughs> Welcome back to the greenhouse, dear listeners. Uh, bit of a skeleton crew today, and by skeleton crew, I mean me and Sky because... Damn, you really be on that damn I'm phone. Sorry. I was gonna say you and me are the bones of this operation. That's why it's a skeleton. And group. then I'm over here like scrolling through my phone because I'm a little asshole. It'd be like that sometimes. Serotonin, please come to me. So yeah. Uh hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. Yeah. There's remember it's about murder. But um I hope you got to eat food. Like you eat any other Thursday, and hopefully that food is better than any other day. That's the only thing I hope. Yeah, I hope you all went to a Thanksgiving table that at least seasoned their food. I really hope y'all had some seasoned food, and I'm very sorry if you didn't. And if you don't have seasoned food, I think that is an acceptable reason for you to cut off your family. That like it doesn't need to be any political things and yeah, moral all these, things. Remember on Twitter when people were like. White people about to be at their parents, uh, but talk about colonialism, blah, 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 blah. Y'all need to not, like, don't start. See, that's, that's y'all problem is y'all want to start, like, like, at 100 about, like, colonialism and racism when you haven't called out your ain't Sherry for not being able to put one seasoning, including salt or pepper, in her fucking mashed potatoes. Like y'all need y'all y'all don't have your priorities straightened. You don't have the ability to make the calls you think you have. And I think y'all really need to if obviously Thanksgiving has passed, you have a whole nother holiday season. Tell your family members to season their food. And then next year, call them all racist. Do I, I promise you it's gonna be a better a better little incline. If not next year, next holiday you see them. If you're your holiday family. I, for one, think uh, Christmas gatherings are the better occasion for fights. I, I truly think you definitely... There's something about having an argument while eating a nicely decorated sugar cookie. Um, and, like, drinking hot chocolate while watching an argument, like thrive it's 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 true and look with the glow of the christmas tree in the background you got the kids on the sofa with their ipads you know what i'm saying uh you got grandpa in the corner sloshed off of uh spiked eggnog you know you got a couple relatives hitting the sauce when they shouldn't that's the prime time to bring up a fight you might as well call out that creepy uncle Tell your aunties they don't know how to season their food. Uh, talk shit about your dad because he probably shit. And if your dad's not the shit one, talk shit about your mom because she probably shit. Um, I personally believe you should just talk shit about yourself. See, the thing is, is like, no, don't do too much self-deprecating, especially I- around your family. That's the thing that really can get you because those fuckers will feed off of it and you will just end up leaving like even sadder. And you're like trying to crack a few jokes and they're like, oh, yeah, we about to roast you. And then all of a sudden you at the the comedy central roast of yourself 
during a holiday, and you don't want that. I mean, that's true. You never, you know. I just, I personally feel like all the people who have too much self-esteem are the people who, like, need a little more self-criticism. Uh, yeah, but that's And the problem. people with no self-esteem are the ones who really just need to lay off on themselves. Feel a little there's more a, There's a synergistic balance between the two, I'm saying. There's yin and yang. Yeah. And with all things, you know, the holidays are a time for us to have human contact when there's no fucking sun. <laughs> That's tis the reason for the season. Get drunk with people, but also be careful because if y'all forgot, it is a panoramic right now, and people are fucking dying. Um, so as I said last year, and as I keep I will the thermometer gun say, in my sweatpants. <laughs> it, there's no problem. <laughs> Extra hot in there. Um, <laughs> Uh, don't kill your grandma because you really wanted to see her. Like, if you don't see her this year, I think it will be better than the next time you've seen her be her funeral. So please don't kill your family members by being a little reckless bitch. Um, please be careful. Wear your mask. Get vaccinated. Get your booster. Get, get, get vaccinated and take take the week off. Just say yeah. you has usually even if you don't believe it works. I personally am a. I'm a personal adherent of the idea that you should take as many days off as you can. You should take, especially if it's in your power to the do the most days off. If your company is giving you like paid time off to go get your booster shot, you fucking take that. And then you know what? You probably are gonna need that day after to recover. That booster is no joke. The booster's no fucking joke. Like I first day. This shit gonna be a breeze. Next day, woke up like a fucking truck hit me and then slammed me into a train and then a plane crashed on us into the ocean. Like, that's how I felt. It was not a good time. But the next day after that, woke up like nothing happened. And now I am the most protected for COVID. Yeah, yeah. Because I also wear my mask and stay away from you hoes. And it's something to look out for, especially as uh, we're approaching a uh, COVID variant Omicron per CI8. While we're on the subject of the holidays, um, what's one thing you're thankful for? Again, I'm going to be corny and say you. Oh, thank you. Um, I... I am very thankful that this year has shown me exactly what I don't want to go through again. <laughs> like <laughs> the best way to learn what you like is to learn what you don't like. And boy, have I learned what I don't fucking like. Um, and I guess that has led me to, have more value in myself and understand myself more um, in this world more. And I'm very thankful for that. I'm not thankful for how I had to learn that and the whole shebang. And But lessons are lessons. This year has been, you know, a bit of a learning opportunity for me in a lot of ways. So I'm thankful for you as well. Um, and I'm thankful for all our listeners, uh, all the guests who've come on, and everyone who's uh, provided their input to this project. Uh, you know, this is a artisan community micro podcast. 
Freshly sourced. Freshly sourced. Locally grown. Locally grown. Locally locally owned and free free to the community. You know what I'm saying? I don't even have a Patreon just because I'm lazy. <laughs> but but if y'all want his um, Venmo and just want to give him money, just just, just, a, little, just a little Crimbus grift. Just yeah, a yeah. little... Christmas grift, you know what I'm saying? Christmas grift. Mary Chrysler. And by Mary Chrysler, I'm like, Chrysler, please give me money. And if you work for Chrysler, give me money. Reparations. Thank you. Excuse me, it's called Stellantis now. Stellantis? Yeah, the parent company. I'm not sure what happened. That's... Fiat Chrysler is eventually like cha- like I'm tired of the name changes. I don't know who they merge with. Like but like they merge with another company and the, these the companies will do name changes. Stellantis, and Meta, zero trans rights in their like company. Like no no name change, no name anything, no pronouns, no change of ID badges, like all this other stuff. But they want to change their name and they want us to call them fucking Meta. No, you are fake. Facebook, Facebook. You are Facebook? Excuse me, are you dead naming a company? Don't I you, am. Don't you know corporations are people? Corporations are people. That's why they have amazing Twitter accounts, and I should feel sorry for them. Um, but no, fuck Meta. And I'm very happy that Facebook is getting sued by all of these companies that had Meta or were named Meta beforehand. And it's just very much a very – it's just stupid. I'm well, remember sure when Google – like Google started this, I think, in the recent years with changing their name to Alphabet, was it? Alphabet Inc.? Yeah, but that's like that, – I mean that's ugly. Like y'all need to stop. It doesn't matter. It prevents a lawsuit. Might as well do it. <laughs> like I'm just – just stop doing this. I corporations need to be destroyed. Uh, let, let, let's talk on that. What I wanted to kind of bring up for a while now in this in this show that was about you know unlearning the dominant uh, contours of liberalism that a lot of us are subject to. Was, you know, this idea of things that we get influenced into liking or investing um, our kind of personal and psychic energy towards. And this is one of those things that was part um, of my exit from, you know, uh, mainstream liberal orthodoxy to like moving towards uh, the left was when I had to critically examine uh, my fandom for Marvel movies. This is something that um, is going to get me a little flack with people who have supported this show, mainly because a lot of the people we know uh, are pretty intense fans of it and I'm just going to say, you know, this is not a personal indictment of anyone who is a fan of this. This is more so surrounding, you know, this idea of how we can be manipulated into pouring energy into things that aren't necessarily worth it at times. And with that being said, I felt like I've needed to do a bit of public penance on this for a while now. 
because Sky, you've you know through the entirety of our relationship, you've actually seen how this has played out. <laughs> like when we uh, first started dating, like that was the time uh, fucking Infinity War came out or, or, or so. The night. The night that we made it official, you <laughs> went to the Thursday night premiering of Infinity War, and then I was up, and I, like, we were texting, he said he'll come over, he came over after the movie, like, literally kind of, like, changed because of fucking the movie, and, um, like, we ended up talking, all that shit, and then, like, that's when we, like, made it official. So, like, literally, Marvel has been connected into our relationship. It is not. No, no, no. It has been in the background. It has been in the background. It and, has just and been there. It's not necessarily that it's been a part of our relationship, but what I think we've been able to analyze through having it in the background is that... There is a model of fandom that we kind of felt like we were organically uh, postured into. But in hindsight, you know, with the benefit of hindsight, we can see um, how manufactured it is in a way. And I wanted to maybe start from the absolute beginning. I'm not even saying starting with Marvel. Stanley was born. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> even saying that. I'm talking about like for our context. You know, we actually both grew up around the same time as the golden age of Tumblr. Oh, hellscape on earth. And I kind of touched on this in the episode an episode 15 where we were talking about avatar and i think this thesis still applies here in that the kind of demographic that uses tumblr isn't just a you know a specific cohort that you can target based on um age race or sex even though like you know you that's that has served pretty usefully but it is a specific behavior around media products and fandom that this cohort has that i think made it so that we were especially susceptible to the hype surrounding the mcu and i think catering to that crowd has been not necessarily just the success of the MCU. I feel like that phenomenon of how people approach fandom on Tumblr is how people approach being a fan of anything these days. Do you get where I'm going with this? Yeah, the obsessiveness of it and the very much... I mean, Tumblr is like sports. Like, this is exactly how people care about their sports team. Like, people in other countries will fucking riot if their football game either went well or bad. Like, it, it doesn't matter. So I think there's always been this type of, like, truly fanatic people being like, this is mine. I am happy for it. 
if you don't like it, you're completely wrong. And I know that that happened a lot on Tumblr. I mean, with not just with shipping and stuff, right? But it was also like... Like, if you didn't even watch the thing, you are a dumb cunt that, like, didn't deserve to say that you like... That you were a nerd. And I think that's also... It was that, that turnaround look at nerd culture mm-hmm. of before it was like, you're bad to be a nerd. Then it was like... Yeah, we're nerds and we're proud. And then you had to be a specific type of nerd, and you're be the elite nerd. It was so. It was so. Just how do I make myself seem so precious and make other people seem so less than? And that's that's where things get. I, I'm kind. Of, I, I'm mentally disorganized, but I want to really start tying the threads together for the listener that the modern fan behavior we see these days, whether or not it began on Tumblr, Tumblr is where, like, you know, it was it distilled. It, dis- <laughs> it was not just festered. It was distilled and commodified. This is, this became a new variant of fanatic, if we are using COVID terms. Yeah. <laughs> like. <laughs> well, well, because, right, it's like, um. You know, there was this hyper uh, fixation folks had with, you know, jiffable moments and, you know, these kind of, like, close-ups of, like, especially, like, things like abs close-ups. Like, you were, like, projecting, you know, (laughs) your kind of sexuality onto things or, like, you know, the big explosions and, like, fan art and headcanon and uh, fan fiction and all of that nonsense and my problem that a lot of these fandoms had is the and this is what what made them absolutely amazing in a marketing sense is the more you saw randomly of it on someone else's page the more you felt like you needed to know why even if you wanted to like I watched a lot of shows not because I knew or wanted to be like obsessed with them or anything. It's but because it's because they were so popular. I on... wanted to know what people were talking. It was real FOMO. There was so much fear of missing out when it came to Tumblr because you'll find someone, you'll follow a few people that you absolutely love. You see them have all of the same like political or like all of this other stuff. But they're super into supernatural, and you see all of their supernatural shit all the all the time, and you see them comparing it to all the other shows that you guys have in common, and you're like, I think I should watch Supernatural, not because I really feel like I want to watch the same plot line of the show happen a bajillion times through a never-ending series, but because I want to know what y'all are talking about. I need to know if it is as good. And a lot of the times, it's not, but it's something to watch. And if you are, like, when I remember when I watched Supernatural, I was home from Christmas break, um, like, my sophomore or junior year. Like, I didn't have anything to do. Like all of my jobs were at Oakland. Um, I was in Saginaw. Like I was absolutely bored. So I binge watched the fuck out of that show. And I can tell you so much about that show. And I can guarantee you there is no part of me right now 
It's like, yeah, that was a great show for me to watch. It was the same plot. Season after season, episode after episode, and I watched that shit for like the first good eight or nine seasons because I was on Tumblr. And that's and that's something that, you know, there was a very distinct cohort of shows that was popular with this demographic of Tumblr users, right? Mm-hmm. Not just Supernatural. It was also BBC Sherlock. Um, Doctor Who. Doctor Who. Uh, Steven Universe. Oh, my God. It, yeah, Please Steven... take the whole of Steven Universe head off your Tumblr. R- right, <laughs> right. I feel, And I feel like a whole generation of... Well, I don't even know if it's a whole generation, but I feel like a, a, a definite demographic cohort of uh, white queers has been psychically affected by the phenomenon <laughs> of Tumblr. Um, and I, I touched on this in the Korra episode in that, you know, the creators of Avatar who had made like a pre- like previously, you know, pretty successful project. Absolutely th- amazing. That was, you know, original and very biting in all its depth, despite being a kid's show, you know, when they had the chance to do a follow-up, uh, I I posited that the show was entirely designed to cater to the interests of the Tumblr audience. Yeah, it they really realized during that time that if you had something that was shocking enough or like well, it was like a, a jiffable moment, tweetable or jiffable moment, or there's a lot of competing that, shipping, like. It was just, yeah, and shipping during that time was absolutely horrible. Out of control. Like, it will be, like, absolute fetuses with 80-year-old men. And, like, they'll be like, this is fine. It's fictional. I'm like, you're a fucking pervert. Which is is, is not okay. Which, again, like, (laughs) I think this is going to get us, you know, in trouble with every dark corner of the internet, but... I, I'm not sure where this began. I don't even want to explore this. But Tumblr is also the first place, at least for me, that I was exposed to. It's okay. And it's okay to, like, you know, have analyses of other works that you kind of, like, project your own opinions onto. That's Everyone does that. But this, like, do you remember those, like, really long-ass, like, Tumblr posts? Where like people were writing whole ass essays about uh, the politics of the certain thing they watched and how absolutely. this character is a perfect feminist or honey creative writing major absolutely I almost wrote so many things <laughs> and then I'm like bitch you need to do your homework <laughs> like you better write this down change the names and submit it to class <laughs> like. Which is which is another thing too, because like a lot of people, a lot, a lot of people, like I I remember talking about how like you know people who grew up with Tumblr were like very hyper fixated on discussions of particularly race and gender and queer politics. I think several of them were very lacking when it came to their understanding of international issues or class dynamics. Uh, if they had any real politics, it was not much aside from like 
uh, vote blue no matter who. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, or like, uh, don't be racist, but uh, oh, oh, but China bad. Like, like <laughs> don't be racist, but I'm not gonna call out my grandma ever about her racism. No, 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 no. That's because uh, grandma's microaggressing me. I can't, I can't, I can't speak up. It, and it, it, that's the thing. It's like it was a lot of like. Tumblr was that was the first place for me. And then eventually, I, I don't know if, like, I came to Twitter late, so I never saw it until I got there, or if the behavior started on Tumblr and then it moved to Twitter. But Tumblr was also, like, the place where I saw a lot of just incessant posting about, like, those, you know those, like, kind of posts that, like, it has that pastel art style and it has the font and it was, like, yeah, the that, no, ways you do microaggressions. That, that is very much from Tumblr. Tumblr loved a l- nice little infographic or anything that's, like, put a pastel um, background white letters in a italic font, no matter what the font is, and then try to read someone the filth and it's like bitch have you do you understand what you just posted just wrote do you comprehend this are you doing these things that you are trying to call out random people over the internet for this random person who's trying to learn english from a, another country trying to call them out about their racism that they truly don't understand what you're talking about because it is not in their country like y'all are something stupid. like that for example literally yeah. this is and that's the other thing is like you know we're gonna get to how people ascribe their politics to marvel characters but i think like you know that's how people started ascribing things to characters that they clearly did not do in their works mm-hmm. you're kind of projecting a little bit but also like um this do you think because now i'm like in purely abstracted thought territory here do you think like the reason why this cohort of people we're talking about why they consume and regurgitate things like pop feminism or pop queer politics in the way that they do is because they did the same thing with fandom on Tumblr in the same way they handled those topics on Tumblr, that you would get into the reads about some inscrutable thing, some inscrutable detail, and you would just read people to filth for not sharing that or not... Uh, enjoying this thing that you enjoy or coming up with, you know, works upon works uh, of of something that, you know, was a throwaway moment in a movie or something mm-hmm. like that. So I think the real thing is the way people are saying it is very much because of Tumblr, Mm -hmm. because of Twitter, because of social media. But, like, these are the people who very much had these small little mindsets. Their parents, their grandparents have these small mindsets like them to, I I don't understand it, it must be wrong, and I must dislike it and be against it. Not, let me try to learn it. Let Let me try to understand what's happening. Just the... The automatic, no, I don't like this, this is wrong. Um, And try to prove it with horrible facts. 
So I think this is this is very much so how these people are as as an institution, <laughs> um, and like what they have always known, and it's just so easy to regurgitate that in the nice Tumblr, twi Twitter, Instagram type um, messaging because when you're on these separate apps no matter what you come from, no matter what app you usually are on, you do start mimicking how that app flows. So you're not, obviously on Instagram, you're not going to post long written things, no app apology. Like Your brain is literally in post mode. Like, yeah. yeah, like it's, it's different. And then when you're on Twitter, like you're less likely to write out long text things it's more like snappy quick funny um even if you're trying to do a whole, whole twitter thread it's you got to keep people engaged and if mm -hmm. you're on facebook you can write a long fucking post and most likely somebody's gonna read it because they're nosy like me and want to know what you're talking about um mm -hmm. but i think people are just they get on these apps and they they post like those apps and they just have their very small minded views. Not everyone, but a lot of people when it comes to, especially when it's the disagreeing, like, no, my thing is absolutely amazing. You are incorrect. You suck. Your thing sucks. You're wrong. I also, now that you like, you mentioned it too, like I'm trying to figure out, for that same cohort or, you know, wherever this started, because I'm sure it didn't start with them. You know, this kind of incessant behavior of posting on Tumblr, do you think that also may have sparked or may have led to the conditions we see today of people, you know, seeing posting as an actual avenue for for activism seeing media consumption as activism by buying this product i'm actually helping the world you know that kind of approach to reality mm -hmm. where uh you know i've done nothing to you know challenge structures of power and authority in my immediate circle but I watch This Is Us every night. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like the, right. The, I, it, I watched Insecure ones. I understand the plight of black women. And maybe, and maybe this only applies specifically to that age bracket because we see this. And I was talking about this on the last episode, too, of like, you know, boomer liberals act like they're in the resistance because they watch Rachel Maddow. You know what <laughs> I mean? But... Do you think is they that turned how... off Fox News and they're like, <laughs> I did my activism for my life. Um, I I do think that the ability to post and like, especially when something tragic happens and there's like some community funds. Or, like, mutual anything. People are like, if you can't donate, try to share the links for people to donate. 
And I think a lot of people take that as a, like a lot of people do that in general. They're like, if I, because I can't save the whole world, if I just tweet about it, then I'm doing my little part. And it's, the thing is, it's like, yeah, I'm not saying that you need to go and give to every mutual aid when you have like 50 cents in your bank account like that's not that's not but just me disseminating the information is my little bit of good right like you but you can't you can't think that you doing that and then not at all challenging the status quo is you counteracting the racism and misogyny and unfairness classism that all like all of this shit that happens And I think a lot of people, I mean, again, there is a group of people who, like, have parents who went to church ever so often and donated during Christmas, like, to the little Salvation Army Santa and thought that that will make all of their sins of the year go away and they don't have to be nice to people. They don't have to give people grace. They don't have to treat people of color like actual humans, all of this stuff. And if you're coming from people who grew up seeing that, even if they understand that that's bad and they are trying to do better, their better might be just posting. And that needs to be, be better <laughs> you yeah, need to do yeah, more. yeah it's, it's almost like um like, like it's i mean you know someone might take that as being a little too into the reads but what i what i'm seeing it as is like you know there's no living with intent in any aspect of the world lately right yeah there's no like idea of even if you did live with intent like you know you would start to pick up a lot of these contradictions and have these observations and like how would you sit with yourself if you, you know, if you picked up on all that, right? Um, so, you know, humans are prone, like all beings, to take the path of least resistance. And, you know, as we've talked on previous episodes, um, I think the same applies in this area, too, where if the problem is consumption... It's very difficult to, ta- you know, to t- tackle the topic of consumption, but what would someone do? It's like, well, at least I buy organic. Well, at least I recycle mm-hmm. what I buy, you know, like, or I mean, in this case, it's like, you know, you have people who very genuinely felt disturbed by systemic inequalities, uh, but their prescription was to consume and discuss media. Mm-hmm. Go to one BLM protests if even if even during a nice day in the spring summer and taking a picture and never talking about it again um but i think i think it's just i know it's hard for people and i know because it's been hard for me even all of my circumstances. Well, well of course, because you have, like, things to lose. You can't just, like, fight the system That's... the minute you, like, decide that it's wrong. Right. And, it, but I think the the problem with a group of people is that they really don't want to. It's not that they don't want to because 
they're scared of what the consequences are going to be or whatever. I think they don't want to because they just don't want to change the status quo. And I think that's why a lot of people are okay with, <laughs> like, not to be rude, just consuming Marvel without any, um, without any just argument, without noticing that you know they're getting your money three times a year for a movie no matter if you like the movie or not you feel like you have to go there because you feel like you have to consume this but like you don't have to do anything <laughs> you literally don't like you the only thing you have to really do is pay taxes and fucking die This is probably, oh, you trying to get money from me. Um, Dog in the middle of my podcast. In the room. middle. <laughs> I, I, I think, like, you know, maybe that's that's definitely the case for, like, the most, you know, malicious of that cohort. I think there is a well-intentioned variation of it mm-hmm. where if you are on the receiving end of the benefits in this system – you probably still feel guilty about it in some way, but you don't want to shake the apple tree to such a point that you don't get to enjoy your position in the hierarchy. And maybe you either cynically or genuinely believe that this system could be fair if only you fixed it along, you know, social divisions rather than class divisions. But the reality of this system is that resources are divided by class and mm-hmm. and and you know functionally in the in the history of the United States race has been the modality of how that has been felt gender has determined things like property rights and it's it's like you know that's the fucking multifaceted critique people need to have but that's that's a separate point i think what we've you know done with this segment is we've kind of done some amateur uh, phenomenology on the kind of person uh, that was subject to being on Tumblr and was subject mm-hmm. to fandom and nerd culture, uh, I guess, in the early 2010s and late 2000s. Um, it's very ironic this ha- all happened during the Obama era. <laughs> Thanks, Obama. Um, I remember how offended I was about that statement and the the incantation of it and now i'm like this is truly the funniest well, thing that, in the that, that's world. the thing because it's like all <laughs> the people all the people who like made all those anti-obama jokes in like the 2000s like a lot of it was just like right-wing whining it was totally racism and then, and then like like for us who have like a real like left-wing critique which it's like it's kind of us repurposing those jokes i'm reclaiming thanks obama yeah, yeah, this is literally how re- recl- reclamation works it, right yeah, 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 yeah because i have been personally offended by um obama as a president well a <laughs> lot a lot of monstrous things happened during that time and not just like at a political level this was also around the time i recall like the kind of market push towards uh, rehabilitating nerd culture. Oh, 
And this is, you know, like, multifactorial. We literally couldn't be just nerds. It had to be like we were sexy because we were nerds. Like we, it, we were just as cool as jocks. Like what the fuck? Just well, like what you fucking like. And, that, and that's the thing is like, you know, we we've talked about this before, and this is something that like I kind of want to continue discussing is like consumer identity shapes. Um, personal identity for a lot of people mm-hmm. here, right? And I think, you know, for someone who's been classified as a nerd, I wasn't a scene kid, I wasn't a jock, but the reality is, you know, these are all stupid-ass constructs, and if you're fixating on them at this age, you you got to talk about this with someone, man. Like, it is not healthy to fixate on that. Capitalism truly does not care if you're a nerd or if you're a jock. Or if you're a scene kid. If you're a scene kid, if you email what your race is, what your sexual orientation is, what your gender identity is, capitalism is here to destroy you. Remember that. That's... Drop the mic, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Please because don't. That's gonna... Not my Guitar Hero not mic. Not the Guitar Hero mic. I have such a low... <laughs> I got the Guitar Hero mic. The dollar store camera is on. <laughs> well, that would be absolutely amazing. We just look like Jurassic Park. <laughs> just grainy as fuck. Oh my god. Yeah, I fucking record the episodes in 180i. <laughs> 180i. Um, Yo, okay. HD TV truly cannot fuck with this. The <laughs> HDMI cord is frayed. <laughs> Like, it's it's like the gold peas, and then it's just like hanging onto the rubber part by like threads. <laughs> just of look copper. at you like, when you try to plug it in, like bitch, what the fuck? I electrocuted is this? myself plugging <laughs> it in. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, so you know, having been diagnosed as a nerd, you know, like we, this is just the kind of thing of people who are just you know socially awkward, for example. Or uh, people who maybe just didn't outgrow liking something. Or people who are just different for whatever reasons. Or, like, people who, like, hyper-fixated on abstracted, intellectualized things. You know, these are things that don't re- I don't really think make you marginally any more different than anyone else. But when you're an adolescent and you're trying to figure shit out, you know, you get, you get socially ostracized. Possibly. Mm-hmm. And... I feel like there was something particularly insidious in this kind of corporate push to normalize nerd culture. One, because people now have like a personal vindication that they can project on their consumer choices. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, it doesn't matter that people made fun of me because I was a nerd. Now I can like consume freely without judgment. Uh, and the, not even without judgment, like without judgment, but you could go into fucking any store and find your fandom shit, like stuff that you had to special order on Etsy, like just few years beforehand, were getting mass produced and available for you anywhere. It and was that was the amazing. second amazing. Yeah, that's my second point is that you are now a class of consumer for whom brand loyalty is created, mm-hmm. for whom 
they can kind of create an artificial demand for shit. You're the same as the dude who likes the Dallas Cowboys, bro. You ain't special. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's the same way to sell t-shirts to people, except like you, you know, one is a fandom for a sports team, and one is a fandom for like Star Wars, for example. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the 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 personal experience of your fandom for either doesn't exactly matter so much as the utility of your willingness to buy something mm-hmm. does for the person produ- for the company producing the good. Yeah, because it's, it's never for an individual person. And and that's, you know, around the time that um there was that big push to do remakes, to turn all these different 80s properties into movies. Mhm. Like, of course, like, this is a very loose time frame I'm jumping with. But this kind of, like, forced nostalgia that we're living with, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Has been a a very unique opportunity to capitalize on merch for some reason. Well, we have to go back to our history and remember that the reason that Iron Man was made that sparked this whole thing was because they wanted to figure out which action figure would sell most. So they got about 2008 Iron Man, right? Yeah. Yeah. They got a group of kids together in a focus group and gave them multiple different, I think they gave them like Spider-Man, Iron Man, like a few other, a few of the Avengers, probably Thor and shit. And they liked the Iron Man toy the most. So they decided to make a movie off of it. They made the cheapest movie they could with their like budget. They got a like basically out of work actor to star in it. A few other nobodies or little to no nobodies. And it fucking blew up to Iron Man. Well, so let's let's actually like start with where we were when this movie came out too, right? Because what was Marvel to people Dude. before all this? Because before this, like... Comic books only. No one ever talked about Marvel other than... Like, comic books were this kind of stigmatized product, but when it came to, like, the cultural understanding of what Marvel was... Mm-hmm. You know, people have always loved the Spider-Man character. But and they that... just knew him as Spider-Man. They didn't know him as Marvel's Spider-Man. Exactly. And that's, like, you know, for me as a kid... Up until, like, Iron Man came out, like, you know, I could probably name a couple of them offhand, but, like, Spider-Man was the only one, like, I recall knowing anything about. Right. That's the only one with any cultural purchase. Had the best shows in the 90s. I mean, again, the the intro for the podcast is a literal clip of, you know, the (laughs) Kingpin. How iconic is it? And literally a clip that we just randomly saw. It's not because we were like rewatching the. No, no, the it was a, it was a clip of like the what was it that meme of uh, <laughs> when the weed man is uh, is late. <laughs> After all this, you still. I still want that gas. Yes, <laughs> and you had better deliver. R.I.P. to Roscoe Lee Brown, a real one. Yeah, I I'm still ready for them to make uh, um. 
a main Spider-Man plot where he is black and he has like a nice little backstory. I'm ready to write it. Oh, for the Kingpin? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. So the, the... I, I think I'm going to write my own little fan fiction about the Kingpin and like maybe try to get a fandom out of it. I, I'll, I'll go straight back to my Tumblr roots and I will. <laughs> well, was it because like like let's talk about like the Bush era of superhero movies before the Obama. Oh, era starts, so right? bad! Oh, Fantastic <laughs> Four. Like like Batman had cultural purchase because Batman had a lot of successful movies, and it was like there were successful Superman movies. The two thousands Batman movies were pretty good. I won't lie. I'm very mad that they. Kept... I'm even sympathetic to the Joel Schumacher one with George Clooney and the Batman. Oh uh, yeah, and Arnold Schwarzenegger. I really the... like old school. That was so corny in like a good way no one can (laughs) tell me that like the 70s through 90s superhero movies aren't the fucking best because they literally painted they found like the biggest dude they could painted him green and was like yeah bitch this the hulk (laughs) like no no like no kind of (laughs) it was it was kind of like i don't know if they knew this at the time but it was like self-consciously corny and it didn't take itself seriously oh my god in the way the mcu does it's like in i honestly want to rewatch all of those before i like rewatch any marvel (laughs) like (laughs) like movies because i really just want to like watch when someone's not trying to Use or all wrap of the them so- money in the fucking budget for special effects and shitty things that go back to the CIA being good. I just want shitty little superhero. I want the superhero to save people. I want them to have a little funny banter with the villain, and I want the villain to get caught at the end. Like that's what I want. Well. And that's the whole thing about the superhero genre is it's it's routinely formulaic as it ought to be, and the the you know the good thing about those older movies is guess what they had to compete with the rest of cinema. Mm-hmm. They you know this kind of entertainment conglomerate that we're talking about today was not around at the time Iron Man came out. At this time, you know there were only a few Marvel movies that had come out. There were, you know, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, mm-hmm. classics and underrated. There were the Daredevil movie with uh, Ben Affleck, and there was an Electra movie that was a spinoff. Uh, Michael Clark Duncan was uh, the kingpin in it, so there was a there was a uh, the kingpin who is, was black in film. Is but those movies weren't even advertised as superhero movies? They were, they were adver- tr- as action. Movies. They were action movies based off of superhero stories. Like that's that's the difference between. Thanks, Obama. Most um, <laughs> <laughs> free Obama. Um, superhero movies uh, I, and I'm honestly I'm not even it, it really if we're really gonna d- go into it it's probably got something to do with like 9-11 and like the the want of someone big and strong to come in and save us from the outsider the the bad guy the terrorist coming in like it, it probably definitely had to do with that but um, 
Yeah, but that was the extent of the cultural purchase yeah. of superhero movies. And then pretty much shortly after Transformers, right? Because I we had we had already had a slew of like Damn, Transformers is so good for its time. It was it was entertaining. I'll give it that. It was a bad movie, but Bumblebee. It was enter- that's all I cared about. <laughs> Be like, yeah, he yellow, bitch. <laughs> Transform. <laughs> Um, what I was trying to say was, um, <laughs> you know, this is around the time that you see a lot of like these old properties being turned into movies. And it was, I felt like in hindsight, it kind of feels like they were just throwing like intellectual property on a dartboard and seeing what would stick financially at oh, the box office. And I, especially in hindsight, I mean, there knowing... was a battleship movie, like the fucking board game, the battle- board game and Rihanna was in it. No, or was she in Pearl Harbor? She was in something weird that came out that year. They have like they have multiple movies come out about like shifts. I'm like, damn, did the Navy have extra money in the budget and decide to but, donate but, it to the Hollywood? Because why are we seeing all of these ship based movies? Nobody's trying to be on well, a ship. And, and and here's here's what I'm getting at too, is right? Like Transformers must have been commercially viable enough to influence Iron Man, right? Because you have, like, this CGI robot moving parts mm-hmm. that plays a pivotal role in, like, the design of Iron Man for the 2008 movie. And I'm wondering, like like you said, the focus group of kids playing with the Iron Man toy, you know, implementing the commercial viability, right? I think it actually really does because... Because here's the fun part. This is before Disney stepped into the production of mm-hmm. it. And, you know, Kevin Feige was a producer on several Marvel, Marvel projects prior to the MCU. He had at least produced a couple of the X-Men movies and shit like that. Mm-hmm. I think Again, his when co- X-Men was good? Well... <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure if it was in any part of it. And again, the X-Men movies, like, I... We're I, not gonna make any more. This is the last one. Constantly makes more. Literally has not stopped making them. Y- y'all ever lied. A- X-Men was bad in ways that the MCU is is not. Do you get what I'm saying? It was bad, but it will No, 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 no. Let me rephrase it. Let me rephrase it. Let me rephrase it. I'm sorry. I, I said that the wrong way. What I meant to say is that in the ways that X-Men is corny, Marvel is corny in other ways. Mm-hmm. X-Men is corny for the reasons action movies released in that time were corny. Right. Oh, absolutely. The Matrix is corny. Ter- Terminator was not released then. I, I, I Terminator person, I, I'm personally corny. a big believer in that films should be corny. But when it's like... Oh, yeah. But when it's the same brand of corny on... 32 films. It's like, wh- why am I still watching this? Right, right. Because I, I need something to watch, and they know that. It, it, and we're going to get to that, hopefully. But, um, yeah, so Iron Man comes out mm-hmm. heavily influenced by the art, you know, not necessarily the art style of Transformers, but that commercially viable big robots feeling. Mm-hmm. And moving it's, parts, and you know the movie itself is like not necessarily a masterclass in any sense. It's definitely entertaining because it's the first time you're seeing this formula be played out. Um, I will say that Iron Man was it was really amazing 
because in the way that it was no longer amazing after the first movie, the the fact that like his backstory is like, yeah, he went to freaking Afghanistan or somewhere else in the Middle East, saw his bombs being used on American soldiers, and after being stuck creating the Iron Man suit with old dude, he was going to change his company. He wasn't going to do this anymore. It was going to be no more. It was It was supposed to also dawn that part, time of, like, we thought Obama was going to come in and, like, war was going to stop. Everything was going to get better. And then this shit did it. <laughs> but but again, but again, stop. there was a whole like montage of him fighting stand-ins for Al Qaeda. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the exact you know contours of the politics are intentionally vague in all Marvel movies. There's no, there is no real explicit political statements the way there are in like a movie with like a known conservative director. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, uh. I'm, I'm trying to think of, like, the last time this would have happened. You know what I mean? Where, like, you know, a character is an explicit stand-in for Trump. That ne- that has never, you know... Right. Or, or you know, conversely, like, if there's um a movie with a conservative director and there's, like, a obvious liberal pussy character, you know, you don't you don't necessarily see that in um in Marvel movies, but what you get is, like, there's no real challenge to what you're seeing. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, U.S. soldiers got hurt. That's bad. The main character is an American. He's fighting brown people, which is normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he is also saving uh, brown people from brown people, which means he's got to be doing something right. And I feel like what Iron Man did politically was very strangely give this case of, like, it's okay to concentrate power in the hands of one crazy person. Be, if only they were like mystically responsible enough, mm-hmm. if they and were it's good. It, which is kind of the way that like people talk about Elon Musk. I they know. really talk about him like he is capable of like doing all wearing of this a Tesla good. Iron Man suit. And, like, <laughs> bro, bro. First of all, he would put it on, take one step. Oh at no, the... they put his. They put him in the second movie. Elon Musk is in the second Iron Man movie. No, I'm saying look. If they had a Tesla Iron Man suit, he would put it on, go to, like, the convention, step into it, take one step, and it would blow up the entire block. And I don't think, I don't think the world's ready for that, no matter how much we would like it. Um, but, yeah, the thing is, is there is no, there is no Iron Man-esque type superhero in the making going to come up and do all of this good. And even if they do like, like newer Marvel movies that are, or in shows that are calling it out, the government or any other agency for the the government, government, the government, the government will come in and try to take advantage of that. A.K.A. Well, WandaVision. Well, 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 but that's the thing. Like, the minute Iron Man 2 came out, like, what do you have? You have James Rhodes, which already, they replaced fucking, uh... They replaced him with Don Cheadle. Shout out. Um, Don Cheadle was, was built for this role. It's like, at first you, like, get mad, but then you're like, dang, they did make him darker? 
<laughs> I mean, okay, cause shout and, out to the MCU for fighting colorism. Cool. And I guess, but he is more dynamic. So I, what I will say though is like again, concerning politics there, where like you have SHIELD, which is this intergovernmental agency operating clandestinely that we're just supposed to trust, you know, is doing like everything for the good of humanity. And then, told and then that but they no, were. but then you have Rhodes literally confiscating an Iron Man suit for the Air Force. And Iron Man's like, yeah, no sweat. What? Wait, wait, so, and again, we're going to have to lightning round through some of these because, like, there's so much to unpack with some of this. Um, let's see. Where, what else do we got? We have the Hulk with Edward Norton, which was just a nightmare because Edward Norton was trying to, like, Oscar bait an MCU movie. Didn't work. They'll never let it happen. <laughs> In in some way, I guess that's that's a reason to respect the Academy is they'll never let an MCU movie win, and maybe maybe fuck the Academy, fuck the Academy. But also, if if they like explicitly say we'll never give a Marvel movie an Oscar, I would be I, better. I, I if would they, I would be laughing. I would be happy if these groups happy. actually said this shit. Like if gr- the Grammys was like, I don't like Beyonce, she's black, and it'll be like, okay, thank you for letting us know. We understand <laughs> now. <laughs> We, we we understand. Well, that's different because, like, you know, the Grammy's not giving a Beyonce award over that. That's one thing. But, like, if the Academy was, like, the MCU is literally a cash grab. We can't give these people an award. Okay. That's a different reason to deny it. My thing is, is, like, yeah, they'll, they'll do that. But then uh, any other Disney project will be able to get an That's award. true. They've been giving – I guess like, that's why the MCU, like, hasn't been, like, you know, clamoring for an Oscar because Disney, like, you know – Gets enough, yeah. Uh, of that stuff. Okay, let's 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 try to uh, like lightning round, as we were again. Thor, what the fuck was that movie? Other than you know getting a chance to ogle like Chris Hemsworth, it was, was look at this hot foreigner. Yeah, literally, don't that was care, it. don't care. Um, and then I'm trying to think what else came out in Phase One. Then there was uh Captain America. Which was absolutely horrible. Why I would f- I care about America? <laughs> he, I, but, but that's that's what he I'm saying. was fighting Nazis though, and that was kind of real dope. He didn't fight, but he didn't fight real Nazis. He fought like he fought Hydra. He fought Hydra, which was like super Nazis. Which though. which again, like I don't I don't fucking like the insertion of Hydra into the into the movies because it's like and TV shows. Be- well, because it's like you just you you know the Hy- Hydra is just functionally like. The same thing as the Cabal in QAnon lore. You know what I mean? It was, it was like it just—it's anyone, at any time. So guess what? When it's not the Nazis, it's the Soviet Union standing in for something. Right. Else. When it's not that, it's like a secret drug gang. When it's not that, like it's, it, like, it's it, just it, it's the, the bad stu- guy. It's the most like ideologically incoherent enemy that I just. I guess, you know, you could have done something cool with, like, a conspiracy theory plot with Hydra, but they never... And they, 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 they approached it with the Winter Soldier, but they just... They could not deliver on it. So, yeah. These... the You know, you have those those movies as the setup for the first Avengers film. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about, you know, the thing about the, the post credit scenes and the setup of the Avengers film. Like... This was definitely, like, a first for us watching it. Like, oh, my God, all these movies are connected, and it's... It was really cool 
first looking at it. It was because usually any movies that are connected are sequels or prequels to to other movies. There aren't really movies that have one connected world and telling multiple different stories. And I think people really like that concept. It's not that they really love the fact that it's a superhero movie. They like this. It, it's like watching a movie, but also watching a TV show. But here's where that it get, never gets canceled. And here's where this gets interesting for me, though, because functionally, what does this differ from than like each movie being an ad for the next one? It really is. It really is. But, but also, like, going back to that Tumblr um, mentality that we were discussing earlier, mm-hmm. because I felt like it was necessary to set this up, there's a certain type of posting about lore, about details that, like, people really, like, invest a lot into, and you get a lot of dopamine when you notice this shit right. when you watch something. Like, I remember when people were really, like really against spoilers like wait at least until like if it was a movie wait until like the monday to start posting all of this now i will get on twitter the second after something happens and there'll be a fucking jeff about it and i know something about the tv show and it's really annoying well there's that thing about people just love to like like obviously it's really great to learn like point, like figure out something, and maybe even want to share it with friends. But people want to be the first person. They want to do it as soon as possible. They want to have the one. You that want to be the first person to feed the content machine. Literally, because guess what? Now you have a takes industrial complex, much like Tumblr's was its own internal takes industrial complex. Mm-hmm. Now you have, uh, you know, theory communities around different fandoms because fandoms love. The next thing, in addition to fan content, is fan theories. Mm -hmm. And Marvel, I think, got a lot of cultural purchase from this kind of online cohort because there was an infinite amount of theorizing you could do about what the next movie would be about based on... Yeah, based on, sorry. Oh, no, just based on the uh, post-credits scene. Yeah, and based on... um the comics and people trying to figure out like are they gonna like are they gonna bring this character into it are they gonna bring this plot line into it are they gonna use this comment are they gonna do that one and it's like there's so much it's again like watching a TV show that just truly never ends it's like it's like watching a soap opera well, well in that sense yes because it's like the soap opera of like you have to continue watching the show or the movies or you don't get it, and but, you don't want to be like you don't want to miss out. But also, like, there's another thing like I wanted to talk about about how f- about fandoms, right? Is loreheads, people who get really into like knowing all these different sub stories, knowing all these different characters' backstories, mm-hmm. uh, and there's like expansive amounts of it depending on the property, right? Um, and you and again, I being a lorehead for certain things also gives you a dopamine rush. So Star Wars is one of those properties that has a lot of fucking lore. <laughs> a lot of it is canceled lore, um, and a lot of it is new lore. 
uh, and you get a you get that little bit of knowing something about something that other people don't that makes you feel special. But as I've argued before, being a lorehead also means you're the most susceptible to having merch advertised to you. Mm-hmm. Because now there's an obscure thing that only you would know about that you might want a Funko Pop of or a plushie for or a Etsy drawn thing or what whatever it is. Or like, you know, you would be the kind of guy who like gets the map of the fictional world or whatever. You know what I mean? Get a tattoo based on it. Right, right. And it's not exactly easy to become a lore head depending on how the thing's released. Like for Star Wars there was a series of books in addition, a series of video games, things that you did not need to consume in addition to the main movie line. Mm -hmm. So it was optional to become a lore head. For something like Game of Thrones, there's so many fucking characters that you could, like, become a lore head about all the different ones. Like, I never read A Song of Ice and Fire. I only watched the HBO show. But... A Song of Ice and Fire wiki, ooh, that's a that's some good reading. Y'all got me fucked up if y'all think I'm about to not only read all <laughs> of that shit, but keep up with all of these people and, like, all of their different thought pro- Like, that's the one thing that really got me. I'm like, I'm not trying to, like, you want me to be reading, like, a good chapter into someone's whole life like their thought process and then switch over to some other bitch I don't give a fuck about? Absolutely not. But that's what I'm saying. So like, you know, like you were saying about how you can get suckered into watching something because of FOMO. I feel like people get suckered on their level of investment in something. Because if you run into someone like a lorehead, your FOMO could be triggered. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or if you hang out with other loreheads of something, you know, you're having your investment validated by how much you know, and that gives you your little, you know, dopamine hit or your serotonin rush. And I'm not sure if, like, this is a side effect of the normalization of nerd culture or whether this is all cynical marketing and advertising at the end of the day, but the MCU made it incredibly easy to feel like you were a lorehead or, conversely turn you into one or keep your background level of knowledge on everything up to date even though like to be honest it's so easy to forget all this shit if you're not like paying attention to it um by just continuing to consume Mm -hmm. you don't there's no real books there's no real uh supplemental material all there is is like there's more movies to watch there's more post credit scenes to watch there's more one-off videos to watch. Mm-hmm. There's more TV shows to watch. Now on Disney Plus. Exactly. Ding. Exactly. I'm and happy that, they. Well, actually, I don't know if they got uh, gave them a break. I know we gave them a break. Oh no, I unsubscribe from Disney Plus. I'm tired of this shit. I'm so tired. I don't know if they're doing any new TV shows right now. Um, Even if they are, I don't intend on watching it. But, like, I I truly, like, I thought WandaVision was good. I still believe WandaVision is good. It was a thing to watch. I think (laughs) it was, I actively think it was good. I like the the sitcom background. I, it kept you on your toes, other than the parts that felt like the, a normal Marvel TV show. 
Like, when they went back to the little camp, like, that was just like, oh, yeah, I know exactly what's about to happen. But when they were in the bubble, I was, like, pleasantly surprised. Um, but what is Marvel, if not a cash grab persevering? Absolutely. Like. Well, okay, so I, I think we'll, you know, we'll, we'll try to tie back to the Disney Plus shows later. Um, phase two, I think we can also paper over pretty easily. Bro, I don't even remember Phase 2. Phase 2, I mean, what did you have? You had, like, Iron Man 3, which was a throwaway movie. I didn't fucking care. I which one like... was that? Like, what was happening? They Gotta Save the President. Oh, I definitely didn't watch yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I think I watched that. Weren't they in a cabin at some time? Am I making that up? They were in eastern Kentucky at some point. I th- so, yeah, a cabin. Yeah, I don't I don't remember a damn thing. Uh <laughs> There was there was the uh, QAnon uh, Captain America plot where all the Hydra agents have uh, infiltrated uh, Shields and he got a. <laughs> Shouldn't that have been like the fucking reason to dismantle Shield? Is like you're telling right? me there's this clandestine operation and like, oh, the Cabal took it over and like Captain America exposed it. Isn't that a reason to like not have Shield? Isn't this the one where the Falcon was in it? Yes, that's the first time Anthony Mackie shows that's- up. That's. The only thing I remember about that one is that it was um, filming in Cleveland the summer that I was working at Cedar Point. And and we were like, we could go there technically and try to see. And like, we work, like Cedar Point will work you to death. Don't work there. Like six out of seven days. So like, what, on our day off, we're going to drive to Cleveland to fucking see if we can see them producing or filming a Marvel movie? Absolutely not. Um, what other... What else came out during Phase 2? Um, so, in addition to that, you had Thor The Dark World, which I did not watch and I don't intend on watching. Bro. Uh, you had the first Guardians movie, which I will be perfectly honest, I didn't like it. <laughs> I watched it with my friends, and I know everyone had fun with it, but I felt deeply unsatisfied watching it. I felt bored through the entire movie. The CGI, like, hurt my eyes. It was. Because uh, it was and so it, dark. Like, like, Stop making all these goddamn movies dark. But, but the thing is, it's like, I was perfectly satisfied with Star Wars. I didn't need this. Right? Like I even as someone who never seen Star Wars Which is at the, that point, and that's the thing because like I was I was more interested in like the land based the Earth based plots, right? You know that what was I mean? Interesting. And then like they were in the sky. I'm like, okay. I'm like, okay. I guess that was a like you were getting us to know Thanos and know that he didn't care about his kids, right? Right. And I'm like, okay, bad bad daddy plot. Who would have guessed it's a Marvel movie? Well, and also like y'all this, Marvel producers got daddy issues. But, every single one of them. And also this like you know this was my peak most like the peak liberal of my lifetime I guess. But at the same time like this is peak lib for this is this is peak this li- is peak lib for the world. Oh my god, being a <laughs> vice president of a college Democrats chapter, good fucking lord. But uh, that's that's besides the point. He used to wear suits every day. <laughs> um. Uh. Uh. Anyways. So that aside, um, like you know, I was I was definitely the cohort that defends Marvel movies, but I was not exactly satisfied with them. And like I've, I went from being a guy who would like like to watch all these other movies, 
to slowly like not seeing like cinema as something I should stick myself into. I was definitely more interested in like doing stuff outdoors. I was more interested in meeting people, that kind of stuff. So cinema was something that I've always like, you know, I've loved movies and watching all kinds of movies, but I just kind of fell away from it. And I really did not care about a couple Marvel movies uh, until I want to say, what was it? Captain America Civil War. And I, it was only because like uh, the the promise of a Black Panther movie. Bro, Suddenly that was so cool, again. but I still didn't watch that movie. I saw the clips. I was like, somebody told me that it was only a few like minutes of them. And that Spider Man was going in there, and I well, and that's that's like the real start of the MCU as we know it because right. Phase Three, because you had uh the Russo brothers, uh you might know them from a certain property called Arrested Development. Oh, those fuckers! Yeah, <laughs> and also you might know them from a certain property called Community. Oh, yeah, Community does give me Arrested Development vibes. <laughs> I, and I probably, the only reason I can watch Arrested Development is because I've known how bad that show is from a young age and through its multiple cancellations. And it's just so, it's so funny, so funny that. But there's something like people crazy. There's something unnerving about the Russo brothers. Like if you've ever seen an interview with them. They just, I don't know, they they, 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 just, they just feel like vultures. I have no idea what they look like, but I know exactly what they look like. And, then, like, later I'm going to look at a picture of them and I'm going to be like, fuck Because they're not, they're not like uh, the twins that directed The Matrix. They're not interesting to me. You know, I mean, these are like... Well, yeah, they're not queer. They're not cool. I mean, I feel like one of the Russo brothers played a gay man in like Avengers Endgame. That does Remember not mean. <laughs> but they, but again, it's, it's, it's so it's, brave that's the, of that's, the, that's the most like liberal. Wait, wait. That's the most like liberal question. Thing How did like, he play a gay man? Remember when uh, Captain America's leading that therapy group, and the guy's like, "I had a date with another man." We started crying. He started crying fifteen minutes in. <laughs> I don't remember. If you remember that, that scene, I, I truly, that, that was the one of the directors. That I imagine like him being like he 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 definitely felt like he ended the patriarchy that rainbow day. like <laughs> booty shorts, rainbow crop top, rainbow like baseball hat, rainbow socks, white shoes, and like him being like about to be crushed by a building. Him being like. Oh no! And then, like one of the superheroes saving him, I thought that it was going to be that gay. I didn't need this. that. Would have been better. Like that would have been better. The the representation still is. She's not giving. It is no. The, that's that's the thing that's getting me is the representation's not giving. But Civil War is where we finally start seeing like these massive ensemble casts. This very like dry and like anodyne. 3D special effects. Like that airport fight scene, Bro. I know they, that airport fight scene looks so dry. They needed to put some like some like shine on that shit. Like I don't there know. There was no which... color. There was no color in these movies. And <laughs> y'all like y'all need to y'all need to spend a little bit more money on um a color other than black. Maybe even a, like a dark blue and dark purple. And and that's the thing. The highlight Gray. was the highlight was supposed to be that Spider-Man's in this movie. Dark green. 
And Black Panther's in this movie. That was supposed to be the highlight of that scene. They spend a lot of money for these hoes to be in this movie. But it's like... They signed a lot of contracts for this I'm movie. I'm sorry, Spider-Man was only in it for like 15 minutes. And Black, Black Panther was Black in Panther it for two. Good, I mean, he had some decent scenes at least. He, but like, yeah, at least the, the scenes he had were like iconic. And he was just coming up here like, bitches, give me... Bring but but, me but him. that that speaks more to Chadwick Boseman's me talent him. as an actor. R.I.P. to like, a fucking real one. And that's the thing, because like Chadwick's career was cut tragically short, and I think he, you know, he would have had a career that got leapfrogged by being in the MCU, so that he could have invested in more serious projects. Because he's done. He did it all. I mean, if anyone has seen um, Message from the King, that was a movie he was in prior to Black Panther. Very excellent thriller, if anyone is looking for one. Never seen it. It's, he plays a South African cop who comes to America to figure out why his sister was killed. Ooh, yes. And, like, this is the start of, like, his, like, career, this kind of, like, prowler-type character. He plays... He, he, like, fights as this guy who is, like roaming around like the hellscape that is Los Angeles mm-hmm. trying to figure out what happened to his sister and his weapon of choice in this movie is like bike chains that he wraps around his fist Ooh. but he wears like a leather jacket and like he has like you know like this kind of very suave and but very very serious and very steely eyed character um, that he brings forward in that role and it was also like something that he said he did as like prep for Black Panther so he could have like a believable um, African accent. So sh- again, shout out to a real one. But that's like, it's just it's just so sad that like, people will only know him for the superhero role instead of like, a career that could have been like, iconic. White people. Black people know. He has played so many black legends. Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson. Fucking um, James Brown. James Brown. Like, first of all, stop there. (laughs) (laughs) Two iconic black people, two tragically different iconically black people, and he played them perfectly. No one just don't disrespect Chadwick Boseman. Um, R.I.P. to a real one, but yeah, you know, that was effectively what. Civil War was for it was to basically advertise Black Panther to, you know, this kind of burgeoning demand for representation in in media that was around at the time. So like you had the advent of shows like Insecure, I think around that time, or at least after that time. I think after, but at least before that time. I remember there was at least a big push for her her awkward black girl web show. I think, but I think like that was around the time that like there was this kind of bourgeois, but you know the same Tumblr cohort demand for like more representation in media. I mean, it was it was really one of those times where um, you could open your phone and not see any black TV shows or anything about black media, but you could see a black person dying. Right that's on your, true. That's right on your phone. True. No trigger warnings. No. That was around the same time. Shit. That, yeah. Like, yeah. Literally, it was. It was fucking tragic because literally there was so little black media, and then so much black people in the media dying, just absolutely dying, and it was tragic as fuck. 
and they threw us the small little bone with Black Panther, and for the time it felt good. Um, oh, the other movie in Phase Two, by the way, was Guardians Two, which I don't care about either. God, Guard. First of all, oh, I forgot to say that the only thing I can remember about Guardians One is the soundtrack was dope. But that's but that's the thing is like a, a director finds a retro track and then like puts it in and we're like oh my god we vibe it I'm sorry JoJo's Bizarre Adventure did it first <laughs> I'm like I'm sorry um, are y'all realizing that old music is good are we saying that disco is good but that's what I'm saying is like Bring literally people are only finding out about old music from these fucking overproduced ass shows Bro. and it's like like they it's music- actually making me upset like I don't want to be. I don't want to be those people who, like, go comment under YouTube videos like, I was born in the wrong generation. All the music I listen to is the Beatles. And, like, but, like, I should have been racist with my grandma. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, I shouldn't have been shared a bathroom with you coloreds. <laughs> but, but at the same time, like, it is kind of upsetting that, like, wow, you, you wear y'all a really, skirt right now. <laughs> y'all really can't find out about vintage music by yourselves. Like, you can literally, like, I know people who wear like vintage clothes, like outside of like they go to work and they're like outside of work they wear vintage clothes. They're super cute. They thrift them all. Like it's it's absolutely adorable. Like they have this little thing with their partner, and I'm just like. Y'all just don't have the confidence to be different. Y'all just got to do what everybody else but is it, doing. But I think it was also the intersection of like, because again, hipster is another identity <laughs> akin to nerd that like is a con- is a consumer identity. Yeah, as long as it's vintage you, you or vintage right. themed. <laughs> what you said as a cunt, and I was like, yes. Oh, I said consumer. I, I know say- it was like a pause. So I gotta beep that out. Shit. <laughs> um. But yeah, like you know, as long as it's vintage or vintage themed, you can get a, a hipster to buy it. And I guess you know, hipster and nerd are now the same. Not necessarily the same. I feel like they're synchronized now. Mm-hmm. They're they be they be holding hands sometimes. I feel like once they did that, that's when D and D really started to come back. Oh my god, that makes sense. It that makes a like, lot of sense. Stop trying to make me play D&D. I understand. I am a nerd. I do, like, you know, I, I can engulf myself into a world, like, whatever. But I really don't want to do all of this work. This seems like a lot of work to do. Like, I don't, like, so, like, I don't even want to play board games most of the time because that seems like a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> like. You got to set the board up. You got to sit with everyone for four hours until the game is, is like done. And this is, like, extra board game. But also, like. With mine. But, again, like. You can't even be just, like, absolutely plastered unless you want to fuck up the game. But that's the thing. is like, you know, with D&D, you get to make your own world. You get to be a character in the world you made up. Bruh. You get to come up with a new story in real Isn't time. Isn't that what life is? Ain't I'm a character in the world I'm not making up or. I'm making up my own little Okay, you got me perspective. there. You got you got me there. You gotta be you gotta be the author in your own book. Right. That's facts. But the you know, rest is still unwritten. But um Yeah. Before before we bring it back, <laughs> I just wanted to say I do enjoy some D and D with the fellas. First we gonna play D and D, then I'm gonna get this D and me, you know what I'm saying? <sighs> So yeah, tying it back. Um, 
Black Panther was the thing I actually, you know, was excited about. I was excited about. Um, because I was still on that liberal train. And that call for representation in media was something that I t- took kind of seriously. Um, and I had not yet, you know, been exposed to, like, more radical politics or more radical thought, but this idea of, like, a world that takes place in, you know, an African country that has not been touched by colonialism. Mm -hmm. It's compelling. It's entirely compelling. It's like, what if? And then you really got to sit there and think, so y'all just let slavery happen? And I'm just like... (laughs) I can't stop thinking about this. I can't stop thinking well, about how well, okay, Wakanda okay, just let like, slavery happen. The Eternals let it happen too. So, like, <laughs> well, okay, so let, both of the world wars. Yeah, so let's let's get to um, <sighs> let let's get to through phase three lightning round. Uh, Black Panther is really the only one I have any real shit I want to say. Again, still can't remember who else was a part of that. A phase three. Yeah. Okay, so Spider Man, Spider Man Homecoming, I, it was okay, it was passable, but it was isn't like that the one with Spider Man the... and Iron Man in it? And basically, I've made this joke before, oh, but yeah. Spider Man Homecoming is basically Iron Man Four starring Zendaya, which is absolutely what it really should have been. But but all it... of these movies should be starring Zendaya. I'm tired just. Put Zendaya in there for like three minutes, then put her face all over the promotional shit. There you go. Bitches gonna watch it because bitches like Zendaya. Yeah, we do. Stop. It's me, I'm bitches. It's it's me. Stop doing this to us. I'm not trying to sit through a whole movie to see Zendaya for five minutes. Well, it's rude for me. Well, basically, yeah. Is, um, (laughs) all all that movie was set up for was that, uh, Iron Man made a special spacesuit for Spider Man. That's it. That's all the that, fucking movie was sped up for. And did we ever see it again? Yeah, he puts on the Iron Spider suit in Avengers uh, Infinity War. But don't he die? So. Yeah. Okay. It still comes so back. So what, what happened to the suit after he did? It still comes back. Don't worry about it. Okay. But again, so that, that's, that's Homecoming. It, not much happens of consequence. Um, they also tricked us of who was MJ. Michael Keaton was in it, who played Batman before, and also played Birdman. Uh, Bird so, up. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think who else. So what, what else about that movie? And again, it was like a cool idea of like the villain is actually someone who's been like, which again makes him more of an Iron Man villain than anything else because he's personally aggrieved by something Tony Stark did to him. Mm-hmm. That's besides the point. What else was in Phase 3? So Black Panther, we're going to get to that. I think Uh, another thing that pisses me off, like when we talk about the lore, is something that I got introduced like a few months ago, um, is if you watch Iron Man, whatever, where old dude is, um, where that press conference that Iron Man went through. Yeah. um, If you watch... The original one, and then the one that the dude is recollecting, it, they're two different scenes. Well, exactly. And it's supposed to be like, oh, he's remembering it different because that's like how memory goes, blah, 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 blah. Like, especially when you like have all these situations. Okay, but the theory well, is... How the fuck was I supposed to know that? And here's the thing I want to get into, and I'm going to say it here rather than anywhere else. Marvel fans, 
the reason why this shit is so entertaining to y'all, the reason why it was so entertaining to me, is because the head cannons and the assumptions you have about these characters are far more interesting and compelling than the ones actually portrayed. You are literally making this shit more entertaining by imagining it to be more entertaining, and mm-hmm. you don't need to keep doing this. And you know what you should do instead? Watch something else. You, and even and if you're like, oh, but like I like this, th- write something. I would I would play rather D- you. I mean, no, literally play D and D. Like go go like get with your friends, make play a fictional it, world. Play D and D. Write fan fiction about this shit. But no, stop. no, no, write fiction. Write, don't write fan Just, fiction. Yeah, do pull a pull a Stephanie Myers. Write fan fiction about it. Change the names and a little bit of the details. Boom, it's Twilight. Whole different thing. There you go. Was it a Vampire's Diary fan fiction? Is that what it was? No, bitch. Harry Potter. Fuck me in the ass. Um, <laughs> like, how, okay. how we get there? Oh, like, Lord. I don't even want to think about it. Okay. But, yeah, have the most, the new annoying uh, um, fandom pop up because you did a fan fiction turn real fiction um, of a Marvel whatever because it's better than the shit you're doing now. Keep it watching the movies and keep spec. Like- and, and that's what I'm saying. Like people, like it's the it's the Tumblr phenomenon of like you're projecting your your personality, your dreams, your politics. You're projecting your being as a human being onto this fucking husk, because that's what a character is. It's a husk. Mm-hmm. It's a literary tool to convey a story. And you are projecting this character with psychic meaning where none is displayed on screen. Why compelling characters exist in other media is because they're given something to make them interesting. And the superhero genre, about what about it, is that, you know, the character doesn't, the character's struggle is purely fantastical. The character's struggle is purely using powers that a normal person doesn't have to try and solve problems now that's not to say you can't come up with anything compelling with that i'm just saying that it gets tired at a point it gets frustrating to continue watching at a point it's getting frustrating to have cinema relegated to being dominated by it and all i'm saying is that what's what's kind of like frustrating for me to to remember when i was an mcu fan and what's kind of like what I see in other people when they do it is they have a view of what's going on that's so much more interesting than what's actually being depicted. And I'm saying reclaim your imagination and put it into something else. Mm-hmm. Just start like daydreaming. It'll be better. Shit, your daydream is going to be more compelling. Your, oh. your daydreams are actually in an interconnected universe. Oh my God. There you go. There you go. Um... So yeah, back to phase three. You've got... This is when I started picking back up with Marvel. And that's the thing are... about phase three, too. It's like, I'm not sure anything about... like I'm not sure to what degree you can test this hypothesis. I'm just going to test it on you, and it's just going to be you know our assumption. Everyone who got hyper into Marvel... Uh, was depressed at some point, and then at some point was either encouraged to go out for a Marvel movie or just picked one up because it was on Netflix or because it was available, whatever Mm -hmm. the case may be. 
and it was just something to easily hyper obsess over. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing that I want to talk about too is that these movies are designed for you to hyper fixate and hyper obsess about because all of the thematics, all of the subtleties, all of the uh, you know details that make a movie unique, you know, are much more easily spelled out in a Marvel movie and are not necessarily that deep. So it's easy for you to pick up on all of it and get the dopamine rush of, like, picking up an uncovered meaning in watching a movie. Mm-hmm. So you feel rewarded for having seen it. But that was, like, what got me suckered into Phase 3 of Marvel was getting depressed, not, you know, having having much of interest in anything, and then getting that fucking text after, like, God knows how much of a memory hole I was in of, bro, Black Panther's out. When do you want to come? When do you want to go through? And I remembered that was something I was looking forward to. So I'm like, shit, mm-hmm. let me at least go out and see it. And we really have to talk about how, like, movies are something. Like, I remember being very depressed, especially, like, especially when Trump, like, first got elected and being like, this world fucking sucks. I fucking hate it here. At least I got this movie to look out for, mm-hmm. like pre-pandemic, like this, like it was, it was a very much a like I need something to look out for, to kind of survive. To like, not that like you're gonna survive only for a movie, but like if you have this, I know that I'm going to at least get to have a happy feeling in six months. It's like when people plan vacations. But instead of being able to go for a weekend or a week or like somewhere. like a county fair or something like that. Y- you go for uh, three hours max. Maybe pay for some overpriced popcorn and pop. And maybe candy if y'all are rich. And get this dopamine that you need. And... Feel like you can survive in this capitalistic hellhole for at least a little bit longer. And then at least you do have the next movie coming up. Exactly. Okay, so here's the exact order for Phase 4 as I remember it. And if Mm -hmm. I miss something, fuck you. Um, (laughs) Okay, it was... I don't know if Guardians was part of Phase 1 or Phase 2. But okay, it was Guardians 2, Black Panther, uh, Thor Ragnarok... Which was actually a really good movie, except for the fact that um, his sister definitely would have been more powerful and definitely would have survived. And if I don't see her in some way, shape, or form because of how fucked up after Endgame it's been, um, I'm going to be real pissed. Uh, Both of the Avengers 3. So And then the last one was uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. Or as I like to call it, Iron Man 5 starring Zendaya. <laughs> um, and yeah, my only take on uh, Thor Ragnarok is they finally took away some of the self-seriousness to make it funny, but it's Marvel humor. Um, it's still, it's the best Thor. It finally had color in it. It had some very like it had some very nice colors. Bitch, the Rainbow Bridge actually looked rainbow, and I was uh, very happy. Uh, you know, putting Thor in there was kind of a shoehorn, but I'm glad he was there. 
Uh, you mean the Hulk? Yeah. Did I say the Hulk? You said Thor. It's okay. Oh, my bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, that was that was really good. I don't care. Um, you killed off all the fucking characters. You basically like you basically leaned away this part that no one cared about. Got Chris Hemsworth in there, all shirtless and sexy, because that's all y'all care Tessa about. Tessa Thompson and Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth like dynamic is really cute. I mean, it was so cute that apparently they made a Men in Black remake over and it. And I truly was so excited for it. I didn't I've see never it. seen it. I didn't see it. I still haven't seen it. It's probably on HBO Max, and I'm like... But do you feel like it was like all y'all... Uh, uh, bisexual. Bisexual and lesbian yes. women thr- thirsting over that. Uh-huh. That created the demand for that movie. Yes. And that's why it didn't succeed. Thor or Men in Black? Men in Black remake. Um, I think it didn't succeed because I think it came out... I don't know when it came out. I don't know if it came out before, like right before the pandemic. That could have been it too. But it could have, like truly, if shit comes out a bad weekend, you're fucked. It, it is like that. <laughs> it is like, I also heard it wasn't good, but that's that's besides the point. Um, they hot baited us. All, all I'm going to say is, you know, I, I had, I thought Taika Waititi was interesting until like, he's just kind of like really grating in the same way that Lin-Manuel Miranda is. Like, he's basically if Lin-Manuel Miranda had, had talent. You would get Taika Waititi. <laughs> but it's just... Had talent, was cute, was interesting, you know. But, but there's only so, much, so many times... Not corny as fuck, but just corny. But there's only so many times, like, the joke is... The, the joke of the guys from New Zealand is, is, is funny. Like, there's only so many times I'm just going to see this rock monster say, What's up, man? My name's Cork. This is Meek. And as you can see... I'm butt naked. Like, I don't... I, there's only so many times you can do that joke. So, yeah. Thor Ragnarok, out the case. Um, One thing I'll say about Avengers Infinity War, other than, like, you know, it was the big excuse to have the ensemble cast and have all this, like, market control, was you can finally put all, all these fucking characters in one CGI fuckfest. The one good thing about it is that it had this, like, nice aesthetic going on for it. I liked the kind of, like, united aesthetic of it, but aside from that, like, it was just a CGI hellscape. The color the color was finally, like, reaching the point, but... <sighs> Thando's bad. That's all. <laughs> Thando's bad. Um, I mean, the one thing that really got me is they really had us, like, sit on the, the edge of our seats... To just to bring everybody back and kill Iron Man. And, like, especially after, like, why are you going, like, I know this is the second one, but, like, why are you going to kill Iron Man after giving him this nice little redemption arc of, like, he's no longer a player, he's no longer this, he's no longer self-centered, he cares, he's got a baby, I love you 3000, like, all this well, other because shit. Of, because, I mean, old dude was tired. I mean, I would be too. He I would like, be too, shit. He said, I'm like, not that I'm trying to party, but I'm not trying to do this shit. Like, well, yeah, and that's the thing is, is like, you get, you, you get pigeonholed into a role at a point. Like, I'm sure it gets frustrating as an actor, but I mean, I, I, I don't know. Robert Downey Jr. is not necessarily anyone whose career I'm following right now. Um, and he's got I, enough money to do whatever he wants. He could do nothing for the rest of his life. And and, and like and, and following that immediately too, like Spider Man Home or uh, Spider Man Far From Home, was just let's just replace Robert Downey Jr. with Tom Holland. 
That's that was the whole. I plot know. Of that movie. It was like really sad too. Uh oh, Captain Marvel was it also? In oh Facebook. yeah, I completely forgot about it. Oh bro, I completely forgot. The the thing I have to say the I have two points about Captain Marvel. Okay, one, the incels were fucking crying, and I watched Captain Marvel like you know like. Years after it was released, <laughs> and I watched it, and I was like, "Are y'all y'all really telling me this is what y'all was mad about? This is it's just a regular Marvel movie. It's, it's just, just a, a reg- Marvel movie with more girls. It's, 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 it's y'all a, are really mad. I, I don't even think it was. I don't more even think. Girls. It, I think it was I, the same amount. It really the is. same amount. It was of, just the girl was the superhero, and that was that was. But otherwise, it was the same CGI fuckfest. I don't really like. Um, but my thing is like, again, Captain Marvel just like, she didn't come back when like 9-11 happened. She, she didn't come back during the first alien attack. She didn't come back for Afghanistan and Iraq. She didn't, she literally just, right. And she was a soldier. That's the thing that really got me. It's like, she really just. She just really was like, call me. Do you think voted for Trump? No, she just seems like one of those people who, if you asked her who she would vote for, she would just change the subject. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, um, so, yeah. Yeah, that's our thoughts on that. Let's White to- men were mad, and she could have helped more. Bitch, where were you? <laughs> Hashtag bitch, where were you? <laughs> uh, Black Panther. Let's get to that one, because I think that was the one... We definitely invested a lot of psychic energy into, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, I just wanted you to go first. You know, as as a black person, um, if I'm going directly back into my brain, the way black people were coming out in troves into the movie theater in daishikis carrying fried chicken was a cultural movement that we will never see again. And I think even with the new newest Black Panther, whenever it's going to come out because it's been delayed, um, with it just being like Wakanda, I still don't think we're going to go back to that like type of world we were in. It was, it was amazing. The movie, literally watching it, even thinking about it in hindsight, very basic bad marvel movie just so many more black people could have been more black people could have been less white people could have been less cia shit could have been way less cia shit i the only white dude that needed to be in that movie was the villain and he was actually good and he was good and they killed him too early i wanted to see more you, you of him you could have had a compelling plot line with like andy circus i think as, he might at, be coming back in some kind of like TV show or whatever shit, you know, I, I feel like Andy circus was compelling enough. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they had to throw it. I mean, no, it makes sense why you had to throw in Michael B. Jordan as well. Not just for eye candy, but also like compelling plot, I guess. But, um, again, like if, if the, the whole CIA plot line got me, which is the whole thing about transitioning away from liberalism, is you start, you start to become a lot more critical of the United States uh, military and intelligence operation. Mm-hmm. 
And just knowing that, like, oh, so you're telling me Killmonger used to uh, destabilize governments. Used to be, like, a fucking mercenary and shit. And, like, and the thing is, is, like, it, from him and his background, and his, this is not, that is not what he would have did. That is so unrealistic. Well, he would have been, like, Martin Short's character at that yeah, point. Yeah, you know he would have I mean? like, like, been but, some criminal. He wouldn't have been... A criminal for the government, like it would have, it would have been very different. And also, again, Martin Short as the CIA agent. You're telling me a CIA agent would take a bullet for an African world leader? You got me absolutely fucked up. There ain't no way. And and that too, like then, like give the guy like ain't no fucking way. Give him like confidential advice. You you don't think that guy would have been like grabbing like the first phone he could and like telling like. The State Department, like, bro, all jet, scramble all jets to this position. Hey, I can get us an opening. Come in. Right. Come, come through. <laughs> uh-huh. Right, right. Yeah, no, there's no way. And Like, you're telling me Wakanda would have had his sovereignty respected the minute a CIA agent, like, landed. In his <laughs> Fuck the, me. Right, this dude would And, like, you don't tell me, you, you're telling me that they don't got any, like, memory erasing something or like some kind of shit like that seems like i feel like they didn't only get by on being or having the vibranium fucking shield and and also the the whole political struggle in the movie too didn't make sense it's like okay t'challa has two decisions one is like uh you know be an isolationist the other one is uh, Michael B. Jordan's position, which is uh, Pan-African Revolution based. Um, <laughs> but in hindsight, yes. Isolate. Mm-hmm. Um, Close them borders everywhere. <laughs> Stay at home. Stay with your own. I don't. I don't. I, I don't. I don't, th- I don't think. The pandemic logic had factored in at the time of this no, movie. No, but, you know, hindsight's a bitch. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, Lord. Oh, Lord. We're going to get canceled by the Marvel fans. That's uh, okay. We're going to get canceled by everyone. Um, Maybe instead of listening to this, they'll read a book. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> Maybe it's a Wikipedia bro, page. It's a free, bro, it's a free show. No one told you to listen. Literally, a Wikipedia page would be better than watching another Marvel movie. Or or, I, or wh- listening to a podcast. <laughs> Watch another Marvel movie, like the newest one. Because we're saying this, and I'm pretty sure... Like, I'm definitely going to see the new Spider-Man. I'm not going to watch it. You're not gonna watch it. It looks too dark. I okay. Oh, listen, yeah, I couldn't. Right. I couldn't fucking like get through Dune. Like I, I, I watched all of the new Dune. Why are these movie, movies so goddamn dark? And I couldn't make it through Dune because Bro, like my half eyes the, hurt. Half the movie took place in the dark. I couldn't make anything. But the out. thing is, is that's why you have to go to the movie theaters to go see this shit. You can't even see this shit on Disney Plus. You'd be looking at this like, what's happening? But no, like, what if you're in like the movie theater and it's still dark in there? And like I Bro, saw I the whole help you. the whole trailer took place like all the fights were taking place at night and I'm like that's going to be that that sounds like they couldn't pay the CGI. I will, That's what it sounds like to me. They could not pay the CGI. I team. will be paying this 1350 just to see old dude say hello Peter. That was funny. <laughs> Why did he look like Yoko Ono? And though? then <laughs> Okay, uh, so so back to the subject of Black Panther. Um, so he gets the, he has that option, 
And then Lupita Nyong'o's character comes in, in fine. the middle and is Just like... being fine. No, but that's the thing. It was that a distraction. It was a distraction from her actual position of what if we just did liberal nonprofit intervention? Right. She was just like, we're doing enough. I'm like, this sounds like what America be doing. Be like, yeah, we're going to give a little money to the United Nations maybe, and maybe they will help the countries that we destroyed. And look, we're doing it. You did that, it. That, that, and also, like, I'm sorry, do you remember the director's name for Black Panther? Ryan Coogler? Ryan Coogler, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not a bad director. He's a really good He's director. a very good director. He directed, like, you know, Fruitvale Station. He's very adept at telling stories of pain without making it trauma porn. But I think, like, he was not given the right kind of guidance from Marvel Studios with this kind of project. And I think they kind of shot him in the foot with the special effects budget. Because um, that final fight in the mine looked like a fucking PlayStation 2 game. <laughs> it really did. It did. It was not compelling. The sound, off, the sound was off. The graphics, like... I mean, I'm, I'm literally saying graphics because it looked like a video game. It did not, like, it was not a real fight. It was purely simulated and voice acted. Mm-hmm. And it just felt plastic towards the end. And they, it's like, I guess, you know, it kind of feels like they just ran the Marvel formula through the black filter. They just hit it with Very some already so. seasoned salt and, like, called it a day. <laughs> they They went to Africa to make up the music. And they I got the black. I, oh, I personally think the soundtrack was cool. The the like actual like soundtrack soundtrack, and then like they the, did get a fucking Kendrick Lamar album out of it. Yeah, that is pretty cool. That, that is pretty cool. Nobody can tell me those were full of fucking bops. I will play that fucking soundtrack beginning to end, still now, even with Kendrick Lamar on his bullshit, and be like, "Well, miss me with that bullshit." You're not a gang member. You're a tourist. Um, <laughs> that was future. What are you? Okay. I would, okay, well, okay. I, well, first part was Kendrick Lamar. And then. Yeah. You know. Our, our dear listener might not know about the Black Panther soundtrack, my love. How white do you think everyone is? I said might. Not that they don't. Okay, fair enough. For all, for all the white folks. Black Panther soundtrack, not bad. Yeah. Not bad. Write a comment if you're a white person and you've listened to the Black Panther soundtrack before we mentioned this. Do it on YouTube, on wherever else you can write comments for podcasts. I don't know. Send a send a, a tweet. Tweet us at Greenhouse Gas Lighting Pod, I think. At gmail.com. I said tweet. Uh... No, so that greenhouse gaslighting pod at gmail.com is our email. Mm-hmm. The Twitter handle is at pod greenhouse. Oh, sorry. That's the only one I could get. At pod greenhouse. Let oh. us know if you are one of those magical white people who listen to the Black Panther soundtrack curated by Kendrick Lamar. While we're on the subject. Mm-hmm. Um,. Did you ever hear that Wesley Snipes wanted 
to buy the rights to Black Panther, allegedly. Oh, yeah. He wanted to he uh, wanted to Black make... Panther, like, years ago. I feel like it would have been way better in the 90s. We would have had a hotel Black Panther. Bro, it would have been fucking dope. Ooh, think about the cast. Think about the fucking cast we would have had. Fucking Think like... about the crime they would have been fighting. It would not have been the same as, like, this bullshit we, we would have got. It would have been... Oh my god, bro! It would fucking hit. It would be like Killmonger might have been like South a African. Gang, like, oh, bro, it could have been like them fighting South Africans in that movie. Oh my never. god! But I'm just thinking about like that think, think be of, me. That they, but think about like that. Like this is another like historical uh, what if that maybe could have changed things. Is if we had like a slightly hotep uh, Black Panther movie. Uh, produced by Wesley Snipes. <laughs> Think about who would be in that movie. Fucking uh, Eddie Murphy. Oh my God. Jamie Fox. It would be amazing. It would be like, it would have been exactly like coming to America. <laughs> but, but, more costume changes. <laughs> God. <laughs> that's, God. That's so James weird. Earl Jones. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, James Earl Jones. We love you. Please don't die. Just please. I just. I, 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 I need someone to like. Cre- if there was only a way for me to like publish what I'm imagining in my mind palace, mm-hmm. I am literally visualizing like a Black Panther movie made in the 90s with that cast. Dude. And I'm seeing it in the grainy fucking VHS footage. <laughs> like, it looks so good in my head. Um, but yeah. That's I think that wraps up our thing for phase three. Um, did you want to get into the Netflix shows at all? Or any of the other shows before we get to phase four and Disney Plus? So was WandaVision the first of the Netflix shows? No, WandaVision was the first of the Disney Plus shows. The Netflix shows Oh yeah, I wasn't talking I because there were the shows on A B ABC. I, I completely forgot about the Netflix shows because they literally said that's not canon. What the fuck are you talking which, about? Which We've which kind of pi- which kind of pisses me off, but I'll I'll just, you know, I'll give them a quick, you know, shout out. Daredevil was okay. But I feel like they were all just a response to the CWDC shows. Mm-hmm. They very much were. And, you know, Daredevil, season one was good. Season two tried to set up the Defenders thing, which did not play well for them because it was... Here's the problem. They ran the fucking formula through a filter. That's what they did with the movies. That's what they did with the show. So with Daredevil, they were like, okay, if we run it through a kind of crust punk feminist filter we'll get jessica jones mm-hmm. if we run it through the black filter we get luke cage if we run it through the martial arts filter further we'll get iron fist mm-hmm. iron fist was the most boring of the of the three Bro, the four. i remember and trying to watch that and being like, like how do you how did you up. make martial arts boring uh, How did you make martial arts boring? No way my brain understood what that was happening. Oh, my, because it was it was just so dark. There was no fight scenes. It was all exposition. Y'all need to stop making all these fucking shit to dark. I can't see. Like, I, there, were, there were barely any fucking fight scenes. So, fuck Iron Fist. Jessica Jones, I actually liked. Because it was scary. It was actually, like, there was, there was some real fucking stakes. It was really scary. Yeah, um, I heard about the sad scenes and I decided that I did not want to be sad. 
I mean, if, if you even if, you, if it was for girl bossness, uh, so I. But just that's said, the thing. That's Jessica hard. Jones is not a girl boss. She is like very acrid in an endearing way. Like she is so full of self hate and hostility oh to God, other people. Same. In a way that like is personalizing and like, humanizing, like it was, it was interesting to see, and I feel like that was you know an effective use of the property and an effective way to tell the story. But mm-hmm. again, it was just prone to the same like droning on and on that the uh, Daredevil show did. The Daredevil show, I feel like, was pretty good. I don't, I didn't like Vincent D'Onofrio as the kingpin. I still think Roscoe Lee Brown is the greatest kingpin. Uh, but it was it was good. Season two tried to set up the Defenders, and I'm sorry, I watched season two, and it was it was okay. The Defenders was pretty garbage. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not watch that at all. And then season three just wrapped it up. Season three just wrapped it up by putting the kingpin in jail. Um, but it was also a weird case of like, Netflix putting brown people in a show but getting nothing consistently right. Like, you would have brown people from a certain region of India, but they're speaking Hindi instead of, like, a language that would make sense for their (laughs) region, like Marathi or something. And then they're Muslim, but they have Hindu names. It doesn't add up. Bro, you know they did not care about even trying. Which I'm going to rip Aziz Ansari for a new one. I knew you were going to say something, which is understandable. If I ever ever bring up Master of None, that shit, that might be now. It's like, he did that in Master of None. And I feel like Netflix keeps letting this get away, where it's like, you... And I don't get it, because how does no one brown in the fucking production let alone like the people running the show how do they not catch this it's like so you're gonna make a muslim character and it's cool that you make them regional because you know muslim people in india are all over the place so in the case of master and then he makes them like uh you know the tamil family they speak tamil in the movies but his name is dev shah that is not a south indian name it is not nor is it a muslim name so like how do you fuck that up like so easy, and it, it's, it's so you. Easy. It's you. It's not like it's not like somebody else is writing. Well, it's this your story. story. About it's literally your story. Like, and I'm sure a brown person. You are writing this. You are naming you these fixed characters. This. You literally could have fixed this. And it, it would have been one thing if it was like a a side character, bitch. You the main character, and you're messing yeah, up you're this fucking like this up. small little thing. Which is personally why I personally just have nothing but resentment and disgust for Aziz Ansari, Mindy Kaling, uh, them two specifically because um, they're so concerned with you know liberal piety and getting represented or having their careers, you know, sacrosanct. But then when it comes for them to like actually put the metal to the pedal on representation, they just bosh it. Or they only tell stories about, you know, the most comfortable of the Indian diaspora that lives in the United States. Like I don't I don't find it compelling. I don't find it accurate either. Yeah, I didn't like the fact that um, the Mindy Project, like, one of the only things that she, like, that was really Indian, like, that she tried to make about is, like, 
her parents wanted her to be a doctor, so she became a doctor. Fuck off. And then every oh single thing was this, like, yuppie-type wannabe shit and her fake body positivity bullshit while being literally the average size. <laughs> and, like, all this other shit. It's just literally shit I could not care about if you pushed me on it. So, it, it, it's, 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 it's like... You get an opportunity to tell a story, and all you have to tell is your personal slights and grievances, mm-hmm. which is fine. There's some authors that are great at it. It's like you can, but only, you are not one of those people. You can like, only get away with that is if you like. Did you have a horrible life? Did you have enough like situations? And still, even if you did. Are you, you're truly only going to write about yourself and not anything else that anybody else has experienced. You've never retained any other instance of someone telling you this shitty thing that happened and you didn't try to use that, change it up and put it in the TV show. Like that's fucking stupid. You're dumb. That's literally the point of TV shows. That's what you're supposed to do. Okay. We finally got our uh, Aziz Ansari and Mindy Kaling rant in here. I'm happy we did that. Everyone um, must know. Do you have anything to say about the ABC shows? Like uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, Agent Carter? Agent Carter was my shit, and they canceled it, and I'm really sad. I didn't uh, watch it. I can't believe like, you were watching a British character. Bro, I was. I was like, haha, she's hot. Um, okay. And I was okay. right. You got it. Okay, fine. She, That's she really is. Good. Okay. She was like fighting crime and shit. She was, like, against the Nazis and shit. So, like... Okay, fair enough. That, that That's the real thing. Anyone against the Nazis are fucking hot. Yeah, I'm talking about y'all great-grandpas. The ones that ain't braces. The army was segregated at that time, though. Yeah, I still want them to not be racist. I still think the Soviet troops were hotter. Anybody fighting Nazis, bro. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> um, I think, yeah, that's that's all that it really needs to be said about the fucking ABC shows. <laughs> Age of the Shield tried to do a setup for fucking uh, Avengers 2, and I, I have nothing to say about that movie. Fuck Joss Whedon. That shit was fucking stupid. It was just another way for Josh Whedon to fucking sexually assault or harass his um, female uh, co-workers and actresses. And so I'm, I hate him. And it was good for like three seconds and then it stopped being good. I mean, all it did, it was set up, uh, all it did was set up phase three anyways. Right. Um, okay. Let's move further into where things stand at the present. Um, we've got the Disney Plus shows. Which I agree. Well, I will say again that I think that WandaVision was very good. I think it was, it was compelling. I think it kept everybody on their toes i think agatha all along was a bop and i'm happy that she is getting her little side 
TV show. I have no idea how that's going to work, which again moves into the Marvel is just trying to make money and do whatever. And people remixed Agatha all along into New Orleans bounce remix. And they but were again, like, that's just people like their own content surrounding the MCU being more entertaining. Yeah. And then, the actual shit itself. And then they're like, okay, got to make a TV show about this. And I'm like, I don't know how this is going to be good at all, but I guess we're going to see. Cause I knew she was going to obviously come back like, that's why they set her up, but I don't think they knew that she was going to be this popular. I All I know is that it just, it, it's more set up for the upcoming Doctor Strange movie. Yeah. So, I, I, I it's what it is. I'm glad to know that uh, Vision uh, is white. Because it was, it was literally, no, it was literally bothering me. Like, is, is Vision a person of color? He, it turns out no, no. He was not a person of color. He's he is is literally Mac OS. Okay, but like, pff, my thing is like, you also got to think about. He was put like when they first got into the situation, they were like moved to the, um, they were in the fifties, like. What's the best thing to assimilate? You can't be a person of color I mean, and uh, a I robot. Just... I feel like all people were doing is they were just, like, projecting, like, their nostalgia for past shit onto, like, when they did, like, the 80s and 50s and 90s Oh, yeah, shit. I definitely really just wanted to watch I Love Lucy after that. But that, that's what I'm saying. Is it's, it's just, it's just playing on people's nostalgia. And then it's like, oh, she has depression and doesn't want to deal with her problems. Okay. That's so relatable. I'm like... That's, oh, that's, that's, so that's, 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 that's everyone. You need to, you need to be a little she more. She did that though. Like okay, okay. everybody can't create a little world. But it's like, okay, now, like, now. Trick themselves. But now we're just about to be in the fucking phase where it's like, wow, the Marvel characters are depressed and don't want to deal with their problems either. Wanda didn't want to deal with it. Thor got fat. Oh my God. They're oh my God. He just liked me for real, for real. Uh, <laughs> um, but you know. I get that people want to be felt, seen, and heard, but I did not need this level of representation. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That was... Also just okay. A corny good. But it's like, opinion. how are the bad guys, like, the bad guys want to, uh, uh, the bad guys want to erase borders. The I'm... bad guys want people to have medicine. Bitch, the the bad guys are just like this, like whatever, like yeah, you're right. It was okay. Whatever, like spurious assumption. I forgot completely about the plot line. It didn't add up because all it is is it's like the characters are just like the the bad guys are like whatever they call the hand or whatever the Mm -hmm. the bad guys are called is like the flag smashers. What the fuck is that supposed to mean? Yeah, fuck a flag. It's just it's just like people who aren't patriotic enough. But are well-meaning. Like, what is that? What does that functionally represent other than, like, the most charitable interpretation of what uh, a moderate Democrat thinks of people to his left, if he thinks of them charitably at all? And then, like, uh, what else? Like, you had uh, fucking Falcon, like, over here struggling to, like, get a bank loan. 
Bro, that was sad. Or like you got the new Captain America uh doing police brutality. Like it was it was just such it seemed like such a bad uh attempt at being topical. I think also it really like it was really fucked up because you like he really did help save the world and they can't give him nothing. They they won't give him a loan. They're like, Oh yeah, you didn't have credit for three years. Bitch, so didn't have the percentage of humanity. Damn, what he just fuck? like me for real, for real. He for real, for real. Um, <laughs> and they just were like, it was just so like. It, it just, it felt frustrating to me. Like, how do we show that the Falcon is black without him being, like, without him, like, getting pulled over by the police? I think the well, only. Oh, no, no, he had the police chirp at him, too. He did. Fucking hell. It was like, oh, he gets denied for a bank. It's like, so that that's it is like the falcons like whole struggle is like getting to be a superhero and working for the for the air force uh but also not getting the support of his country and still like it it just seemed like a stupid defense of patriotism that's mm-hmm. what it seemed like it was just like you know this whole idea of there are these values that are worth protecting or this image of america that is worth clinging to. And it's like, I would hold on to it too if it existed. And that's all I'm going to say to like all these patriotic types. is like, guys, it needs to exist if you're going to take pride in it. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't exist, stop playing games. The story you're telling about America is more interesting than the one that's actually there. Right. Much like the one you're fucking doing with like... Uh, and the other thing too is like, there was that really compelling plot line of like the other... Uh, older guy he meets was like a guy forced to become Captain America during the Korean War. Mm -hmm. And it was like a, you know, parallel for the Tuskegee experiments and whatnot. And they still try to do this plot line with him of like... I still believe in America even though they did all these horrible things to you. And it's like... I'm sorry, who is this for? What is this, like, navel-gazing mm-hmm. about uh, the meaning of patriotism in a Marvel show supposed to mean for me? Absolutely nothing. But for someone else, this is supposed to be their fucking gold. I, I, unless, like, I don't know, maybe there are more people who are stuck, you know, uh, experiencing this kind of infinite phenomenology of being stuck in fifth-grade civics. <laughs> Bro, I don't even remember civics. I, I don't know. I guess can't be stuck there if you never were there. I don't know. I think. I think honestly. Okay, that's that's that movie. I mean, that's that show. For what it's worth, I feel like it was a little better paced. Yeah, I think the only real thing I really liked about that is the and only is something that you would catch if you like watch TV shows with the captions on, but there was a point where. Instead of being called the Falcon, like his header being called the Falcon, it changed to Captain America. And that was a very, like, as someone who reads and needs the captions, that was a very transformable moment of trying to make sure that was distinguished. But that could just be whoever was the captionist. Like, I, that- I personally believe it was a transformational moment in American history where we have finally ended racism by electing our first black Captain America. We did. 
Racism has been over. Racism ended in 2008, and it, raised, and it ended again in 2021. Yes, because that's May how it works. Hopefully, it, get, it ends again in 2022. Free at last. Free at last. Thank God Almighty, we are free at last. Fuck that. <laughs> so that's that show. Um... And then Loki, I I don't I don't even I didn't know. even re- I forgot that was the thing. No, I literally forgot. I don't remember what happened. It was confusion. I am confusion. This is the MCU on drugs. <laughs> yeah, it was basically trying to understand Marvel, but you are being told it by someone who's on acid while you're also on acid. I, I, I feel like it's like you know there, there there was there were those kinds of movies that like played with like time and space. That were interesting back in the day, like uh, being John Malkovich. Never seen it. Okay, um, let me rephrase it in more contemporary context. The Good Place. Ah. That um, I feel like this was just like, what if we did an MCU The Good Place? Yeah. Like, I understand. We do need to be teaching bitches about philosophy because these hoes ain't got no soul, no standards, no morality. So, yeah. But, like, can I please be entertained? Also, like, I don't understand why it was only, like, two episodes. It was also another... It wasn't... It wasn't, like, black dark, but it was a darker, like, feel because it had that old, like... 50s and what is with this understanding of like hell or whatever this other place could be being like a a 50s kind of uh, like workspace that has a little less sexism well so so like it, it comes from franz kafka and he wrote stories about like these hellscapes of bureaucracy because that was like you know Mm-hmm. It was it was the backdrop of his kind of fiction, and there's been a place for it, um, and like it's the same thing with like the good place where it's like oh hell is a bureaucracy, heaven is a bureaucracy, and like uh, it's like you know the frustration of dealing with these highly abstracted places and whatnot, you know. Mm-hmm. So I don't fucking remember what happened in Loki. I don't even think it had the same cultural purchase because I remember when like. The Tumblr cohort was like ovulating over Tom Hiddleston anytime he came through. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't have that level of fucking purchase anymore. I know. So it was like. So I'm, I'm just like, who is this for? Because those people, like. Those people. They, 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 they went on to like become Elizabeth Warren supporters. I don't know what to Some do. of those people are actual moms right now. Like, they. They're not worried about this shit anymore. They gotta wipe someone's ass. They gotta wipe two asses every day. I, I, I think that just goes to show, like, we forgot. Because, like, you, you said Loki. I'm like, that's what I forgot. Because I knew there was one more of these shows. And that it was like, I was, I was about to, to say The Mandalorian. I'm like, that's not a Marvel <laughs> show. What the fuck? Star Wars bad bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you bad bitch. Uh, I didn't even finish watching Bad Batch. I don't, I don't fucking know to. what happened. Um, okay. We have not seen the Eternals, nor I do not intend to see the Eternals. All I'm saying is, why is the only black character in the movie gay? Think about it. 
I'm doing the whole tap uh, crossed hands with the rings on it. You, know you just mean? gotta have a little, like a little whole tap questioning. Because and g- things. it's not just that. It's also like that guy designed the atomic bomb, and then like they dropped it on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, and there's allegedly a scene of him like crying that they dropped the bomb. He said Druig was right. Who the fuck is Druig? No. That that and also like why why did they drop the bomb that I made that was killer? Didn't they know it was killer? You, you built a bomb, bitch. Well, like, why, what else are bombs and, made and for? Also, it's like how are like I, I'm not I'm not opposed to like more gay characters. Don't get the wrong idea from this. I'm just saying like there's a compelling ways to write queer characters. There's a compelling ways to like depict queer characters. Why was y'all's option? Let's get Paperboy to be gay. Paperboy, Paperboy. After like paper his Paperboy put it in my bussy boy, like, <laughs> like Gaper boy, Gaper. Um, but yeah, no, it makes it makes zero sense. Like, and they never cast like he could be queer. I don't know, but they never cast out queer people for these roles. When they gonna get Andre three thousand in one of these? Bro, even yeah, I don't even need like even if I have someone like queer coded like Andre three thousand because I don't even care if he is queer. He's got queer energy. He's like he's got that prince queer energy, non-binary as fuck. Even though they don't know it, uh, you and, don't know it, but you're non-binary. That Andre and also 3000. like. Kumail Nanjiani just pisses me off every time I look at. There's another brown person who I'm getting mad at. Um, <laughs> he was. Did, he, did, did you remember what was that? Like, what did he? did he allegedly say some shit like uh, it's racist if you don't come out and see this because I had body dysmorphia making this movie or some shit. Bro, I have no idea, but if he did, that would be fucking wild. But also, like, he 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 plays like a character whose power is finger guns. Do you need to be jacked to have finger guns as a power? I don't really think so. And also, he... he probably would have been funnier if he never, like, lost or lost any weight or gained any muscle and he was playing that character. And, and also, like, he, he, like, um... He plays, like, a Bollywood actor in it. And, like, there was apparently, like, a little controversy about, like, you got a Pakistani actor to play, like, an Indian actor. Which, again... I don't I don't care about the India Pakistan conflict. All my Indian listeners, all my Pakistani listeners engaging in that conflict is CIA shit. Fuck off. I don't I don't fucking care about which side of it you're on. Dang. Y'all trying to be a part of that conflict? What are y'all? The British government? Dun dun dun. Stop doing shit for the British government. Actually, it was Gandhi's idea to split, I think. Yeah, fuck Gandhi. Fuck Gandhi while we had it. I, I just, I, I, if you don't know why fuck Gandhi, you, again, I, I'm just, I'm read gonna, a fucking book or a Wikipedia I, page. But, but, but all I'm saying is, like, you know, the, the partition of India was one of the most painful events in, like, recent history for India and Pakistan. So many lives were lost. And so many people were displaced. And there's so much, you know, conflict that we're forced and so much hate we're supposed to have for one another. And I just jack-off motion to it. I don't... I I cannot be convinced to take a side because this is is part of a mismanaged legacy of colonialism. But Kumail Nanjiani is not the answer to it. Kumail Nanjiani... Is not the. It's <laughs> not the cure for this. It's not the cure for this, and I'm. <sighs> You're not even the vaccine for this, bro. But I just like like. 
it's it's such a white people understanding of what Bollywood movies are. It's like there's music and dancing. And apparently, like, it was, like, really stiff, his performance in it. Yeah, because, it, <laughs> like, all of those roids do not make a limber body that is supposed to be dancing. If you were stiff before and then you put stiffener. That, and also, it's, like, it was weird because it's, like, it's a Bollywood track, but, like, you have, like, a R&B, like, lyrics on it. And it's, like, this is not, no. <laughs> No, Bollywood music. I wanna sex you up. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not giving the best description, but like, there's apparently like a promo reel of it. It does not make sense. It does not make sense. Uh, so that that that's that's all I'm gonna say about the Eternals. I'm not gonna fucking watch it. Uh, Black Widow. I'm not gonna watch it. Fuck that bitch. I hope she lose that lawsuit. <laughs> well, apparently she's still part of the MCU. She just can't be Black Widow anymore. That makes zero sense. How I don't give a rat's ass. How does that make any sense? Uh, uh, I bet we've you. Also, we've also been at this a minute, so I think let's. I swear uh, to God, if she comes back as like her twin, I'm gonna fucking kill myself. Uh, I want to see David Harbor in it, just as Captain. Uh, what is it? Uh, Captain Soviet or whatever his role is. Yeah, we gotta take somebody else's Disney Plus so we can. Completely Just not watch ten minutes of this. Movie. Completely not be giving any money to Scarlett Johansson. Dave, the, I'm, like, I'm like David Harbour. I'm like okay, you haven't been in much, and I don't like Stranger Things, but you made Stranger Things bearable, so I'll like uh, you know, I'll check it out for you. He's the only like white dad that people are lusting after right now. That I'm he, like, I get it. It's it's like if if Nick Offerman was actually hot, right? <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Uh, Okay, final, final fucking thing, because we've been at this for a minute. We have been recording for, oh, Lord, two and a half hours. Oh, my God. Shit. That's so, why I got to pee, and I'm hungry. Okay. <laughs> Shang fucking Chi. The best. The way people talked about this movie, like they had Bro, never seen Asians before. They, they have never heard of Asian people in movies. They they really acted like Jackie Chan did not have a fucking career. They act like Asian people have never been in front of a camera before. Like, there aren't... Like, Bollywood isn't a real thing. Like, a whole industry full of Asian people. But, like, not even... And then, then if we're, like, coming back, like, let's come back. Let's talk about East Asian. Like, okay, if that's what y'all want... All of the martial art movies that literally inspired fucking old school hip hop. So, bitch, you know how much hip hop and rap Wu-Tang, has changed. Wu-Tang. Literally, you like Kung from Fu the, from the fucking beginning to now, still influencing. And you over here acting like there ain't no Asian. The fucking Rush Hour, which is tragic. Don't rewatch it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Literally any martial art movie, any movie in the like 2000s that even had like martial arts, like hints of it that still had those Asian characters. You are erasing all of those people. You act like none of those people existed. And, and it's like, okay, and you put Aquafina up in here. Bro, I, that movie would have been a thousand percent better without Aquafina. She has the worst delivery. I'm like, how are you bad? It's not your joke. But who was Aquafina's demographic? Because, like, I knew she existed and I knew the controversy. But it's like, if you ask me, like, okay, what is Aquafina's work? I'm like, I don't know other than, like, 
she's allegedly an Asian lady who like does black sand. So no, the thing is, is she is allegedly a rapper and she is very much an actress. What she does is she acts as herself and she acts as herself as a black in a black scent all the time. Okay. She acts as herself so much. Like her serious role that was like Oscar bait that came out early this year, this Marvel movie, all of these like movies, she's just like this little black scent will go away even though she's like, I have this because I live around black people and my whole life, blah, 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 blah. And then you get a Marvel check and you're like, hello. Hey, Gavna. Like, bitch, the, the fuck? Dave, you, just, you just show up with the Dave Chappelle white guy voice. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> and I'm just like, she's just not. And like, truly, I don't think that she's funny. I don't think that she has. I think she makes even funny, like, scenes and funny lines she was just there to be like because the thing about martial arts films is martial arts films are also formulaic Mm -hmm. but they work there needs to be a best friend it has to be a duo even if one dude's it's not not the duo no 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 no. because the duo would have been him and his sister the duo would have been him and his dad the duo would have been him and his aunt that's not the fucking problem no no the problem was they needed to make it familiar for the American audience. And how do you do that? You do the fucking Marvel thing that we have not talked about all episode that we're just going to get into of the something just happened. Oh my God. Water's entering the ship. Uh, yeah, we're going to drown unless somebody fucking blows a hole through this thing. Who's going to do it? You know, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. That kind of like just people call it soy banter. I don't like calling it that. I don't like doing the whole uh, soy Jack, Chad talk, but like, there's a name, you know, they, they at least describes what I'm referring to mm-hmm. of this kind of like forced uh, humor in serious situations or this kind of uh, character who says what the audience is thinking, but it's like the dumbest member of the audience saying it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you know, you have like a whole martial arts plot going on, right? And like, there's always, like, you know, traditionally stiff delivery. Mm-hmm. There's kind of, like, uh, over-the-top or, like, uh, kind of sucrose writing sometimes. Or um, I, the word I was looking for was melodrama. And that's just something mm-hmm. that, you know, is, 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 like, something I find that's very common in... Um, both Bollywood and in martial arts films is melodrama is like a cornerstone of it, but martial arts films can actually tone it down to a realistic extent. Um, and it's being cut by Aquafina's existence. It does not fucking mix. And you gotta, you gotta be fucking joking me to tell me that Aquafina is going from a valet driver to someone who's able to. Fire a bow at a dragon. Not even that. The bus scene. To drive like a two. Well, she said she drives sports cars. I, I too, have been behind the arcade sports car. Can I drive a bus in any situation, let alone a stressful one? 
Could they at least have made like a, a while people are fighting? Could they have at least made like a Queen Latifah reference for like respect? You know what I mean? Because she was like a. Didn't she drive fast cars and set it off? And also in like the taxi movie she did with fucking. Uh... Probably, but they that definitely wouldn't happen because why would they make a that, black that people something... reference for Asian thing? I feel, I feel like you could have. Yeah, but you're you're also an Asian person and a like together with a black person. So fair enough. I'm already cross pollinating in you're like, the very demographic. creative ways. <laughs> uh, um, no, but people always talk about like Asian, like especially this new class of black creatives, right? Like they talk about like dynamics between black and Asian people, like the Korea riots, the the Koreatown riots never ended, and I'm like. There are so many years of cross pollination mm-hmm. and so much like artistic potential to be shared that y'all will not engage in. So do so at your own peril. That's all I'll say. And, and all y'all, y'all are gonna get is fucking insecure, which is like, what is the fucking plot line other than like Molly's Asian boyfriend is uh, has racist relatives? Bitch, get in line. <laughs> <laughs> um okay so y'all break up okay yeah. your your relative still races and now you're unhappy congrats oh lord <laughs> um okay so then moving on to shang chi i mean i think simu Liu was okay i don't think he was bad i, I think th- he was good because he like i don't think his acting was spectacular but i think it was good that you know that he was doing like a good amount of his stunts if not all of them th- that and like like that's pretty cool um, yeah, and I think, but not I, in like the Ben Affleck way of like, I'm gonna do all of my stunts and probably kill multiple people along the way just to say I did my stunts or Tom Cruise or whatever white uh, dude of uh, well, whatever talking, white are you talking, dude. Are you talking about like Alec Baldwin who actually shot someone? Oh no, no, literally oh, you're like about Tom Cruise. You're yeah, about Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise. Well, yeah, so it's like, I said some white dude. That was one thing that at least like the the fight scenes were finally interesting for once because they mm-hmm. were filmed like a martial arts like they thing. were like real, but then they had to throw the stupid rings in there and like I didn't I didn't like the final fight with the rings it just it was too much CGI nonsense for me I think the dragon was a, was a neat touch because I'd been playing too much Breath of the Wild, mm-hmm. um, Tony Lung also just made the movie like that's what you get when you put an actual actor in one of these. Mm-hmm. Like, Tony Leung single-handedly saved that movie just from, like, years of being a compelling actor in the same way that, like, you know, guys like Chadwick Boseman saved their respective films that they were in. Right. Um, And at least, you know, for what it's worth, uh, this was the push I needed to, you know, I forced myself to watch some actual uh, martial arts films. Drop me some recommendations, but uh, I finally watched the entire Ip Man series. Uh, and I finally watched Hero, which is probably one of the best movies I've seen. And that was just an offhand whim. Uh, but overall, you know, I think Shang-Chi was just, let's, my, my prediction of it was, is this going to be Black Panther with Asian people? And I was right. Mm. There uh, you go. And I, And, you know, that's... We, we've run the gamut on all of this. I've finally released my confessions as a former MCU fan. I'm actually not going to edit any of this, except for like the little bit at the beginning. 
But all, all I want to say is, like, guys, this is... There's more to fucking cinema than this. There's more to... There's more to the limit of your imagination than just, like, coming up with headcanons for, like, an immersive property. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's so much more for you to engage with and so much more to read and so much more for you to create. And it's kind of frustrating seeing, like, Disney get away with so much, like, control of the market. And it's basically forgiven by um, fandom because it gets you something you want. Um, and I, I think there's there's been enough said about, you know, why Marvel having that much market control can be bad why disney having that much market control can be bad i look 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 that up because it's, i can they can say it better than i can but what my appeal is at the end of having gone through two and a half hours of this nonsense mm-hmm. is it's very easy to get you know caught up in hyper obsession especially when you're coming out of something dark like um But it's it's much like nutrition in that sense, you know. You need to put things into yourself that are just as nutritious for your mind and for your imagination. Um, far more than you put in junk food for your mind and imagination. And I feel like Marvel is like the junk food aspect. I'm not going to shame anyone for consuming junk food. I understand we all do it for relief. I understand we all do it out of convenience. I understand that it's not even worth getting into the specifics of why people do it. All I'm saying is, uh, much in the way that Big Ag controls the food supply, I would just question the same way uh, these kind of, this blockbusterification, or sorry, uh, this kind of like push towards big blockbusters, these kind of like, commercially viable films that can return a, an investment, the kind of grip they have on entertainment should be questioned mm-hmm. in the same way we question Big Ag. Question everything, dude. Qu- qu- yeah, that's what I'm saying. Question, question everything and, like, don't be afraid to ask for things that actually provoke your thought. Because I think that's something that I've been meaning to do more of. It's like, I want to get back into reading. I want to get back into, like, watching more deep cinema. I want to do more introspection. Um, especially after the year I fucking had. So, it can be very, you know, tempting to stick with what you know and stick with what's easy. And there's not necessarily anything wrong with it. But challenge yourself mm-hmm. to watch things that are more compelling, are a little tougher to understand, to read more, and especially for all of uh, you like me who are like, oh, I want to read theory, but I haven't gotten around to it. It's Every task is daunting. But the journey of a thousand miles will begin with the first step. So don't shame yourself. Uh, No need to perpetuate, like, you know, the takes industrial complex on film and film Twitter takes. I'm just saying, you know, it's okay to walk away from this thousand hour 
media project that's designed to be a return on investment and find stuff that's actually engaging. Any closing thoughts from you since I've basically jerked off with that final statement? Um, like, you can continue to watch Marvel movies. No one's telling you not to. You I'm can, telling you not to. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Don't. <laughs> like, especially because I really go to the movies just to buy popcorn and, like, sit and eat it. Get a refill. Leave. Enjoy. I like movie, but, like, if you don't particularly like the move like going to the movies especially because it's covid you don't feel like you need to watch the movies as soon as it comes out or maybe you do maybe just wait if it's not like maybe just start not going to the movies that you don't actually find excitement to go to because like we for the internals we didn't go to the internals it didn't seem like something I really wanted to watch. So I didn't want to spend my like few hours paying to see something I don't want to watch. Don't do it then. But you know you can like not go see something even if everyone's talking about it. That and I also think it's time to start you know supporting small creators. Mhm. Um and start supporting independent film as well because and I'm not saying, like, vote with your dollar or, like, you know, c- consuming this is going to make you better or conversely, like, consuming a product makes anything better. But I'm just saying that, like, you know, art will only suffer the more uh, market logic is applied to it. Mm-hmm. And if you are disappointed in the way that these kinds of corporate films have taken over the film landscape then it's imperative to, you know, speak in defense of art in that sense. And any step, you you know, we can take to put control back in the hand of the artist, to put control back in the hand of the worker, to really take the whip hand out of the profit motive and put it towards quality, however that best is. And I'm not an expert that's what we should start putting our thought and energy towards because commercial viability should not be the only characteristic that determines something's worth. I really think that's a flawed fucking aspect of our society and it limits who can come to the table, what can be brought to the table, what kind of stories can be told Uh, what kind of stories people have access to and the ways in which people can express themselves get limited. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, that's our show tonight. Sky, do you have anything you want to plug? Wear a mask. Get vaccinated. Stay six feet away from people. Stay 12 feet away from me. Thank you. This has been another episode of Greenhouse Gaslighting. You can follow the show on Twitter at, at Pod Greenhouse. And you can follow me, the host, Adi, at, at Fibonacci Sniper. I'll include all the relevant links to our social media 
below in the description. Uh, and as always, we'll see you again in the greenhouse sometime soon. Until then, take care, folks. Mm-hmm.